depression is a motherfucker. You have options. Should you or a loved one need any mental health support, please check out National Alliance of Mental Illness, otherwise known as NAMI, at NAMI.org. Or call their 24-hour hotline at 1-800-950-NAMI. That's 1-800-950-NAMI. This is Doug Porter of the Ectopod and Nowhere California Podcasts. You are not alone. You are never alone. Since 2020 is an election year, we here at Nowhere California would like you to go out and vote. We don't care if you're a Democrat or Republican, liberal or conservative, Jedi or Sith. Just go fucking vote. If you need any help, go to nerdsvote.com for all the information you're going to need to register and know your information. You are now entering Nowhere California. If you love what you hear, you can find us on your favorite podcast search engines and subscribe. And also, if you don't mind, leave us a like or a review. And if hearing us is not enough, you can always get your Nowhere California fix by going to NowhereCalifornia.com. And you can send your thoughts, ideas, or some random bullshit to our email, which is Nowhere underscore California at Yahoo.com. Don't forget, we are Nowhere California. Ideas from everywhere, voices from nowhere, since 2011. Did it work? Did it work? What day is it? What? Wait. Okay. Uh, I have no idea if this worked. I don't know if you guys are even receiving this transmission. Um, I had to build a time machine out of the refrigerator at my neighbor's house. It was really gross, but I got it to work. Uh, I think I'm in the right place. Uh, guys, just to let you know, we accidentally spoiled some of the movies that are in this episode. Um, and it caused a whole space-time continuum rip. And now nobody in the future cares about spoilers. And it's just spoiling everybody. And even movie trailers are just giving away everything. And I've, we've, we've, ruined, we've ruined the universe for people trying to go in blind to movies. So I built a time machine. I'm back here to let you guys know we did that. So hopefully I can fix the space-time continuum and, and people can avoid spoilers. So go into this episode, know that there might be spoilers, and if, if something happens, we're sorry, uh, we didn't mean to, and we, this is the best we can do to fix it. Okay, so uh, I hope this works. Bye. This is Josh. This is Doug. And this is Phil. And this is 2020. And this is Network California. In 2020. Yeah. 2020, okay, so 2020... I didn't think it was going to feel real. Like, I was like, that's, oh, yeah. you know, the John Mulaney joke. Like, I'm not going to be writing you a paper check. I'm going to be drinking moon juice with President Jonathan Taylor Thomas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> 2020 sounds fine to me. You know what sounds really fucking weird? 2024. Yeah. That yeah. sounds fucking weird. Like, yeah. I, when we're in 2024, I'm going to be like, where the fuck is, like, aliens well, or robots If you want to really look at it, like, a couple years ago when they were giving us all this rundown of all the movies that are going to be coming out over the years, and they were talking about Green Lantern in 2020, mm-hmm. you're like, wow, that seems, like, so far away, but then thinking about it, I was like, actually, it, it's not, mm-hmm. and it's here now. Yeah. yeah. You, you want to know, like, a weird mathematical thing to kind of put you in perspective of what 2020 is? Yeah. So, Wonder Years... The TV show ran from 1990, 1988 to 1993, and it covered 20 That's years. That's a long-ass time. Right, and it covered 20 years prior to that show, so 1968 to 1973. If, tw- if Wonder Years was to air today, you would think it would be like, what, 99 to 2000? No, it would be 2000, it would be 2005 to 2008. 
<laughs> if Wonder Years came out today, they'd be covering 2005 to 2008. <laughs> okay, we're going to pause for a moment to let everybody uh, let their minds get back into their heads. And, yeah. Uh, but, God, fuck. But um, as we talked about the future way too damn much, we're going to go back to the past. The past of about a week or so ago, depending on when I post this. Okay. <laughs> Unless you're listening to this in 2024 and the aliens have taken over and this is the last vestige of human audio you'll ever hear. I mean, I'm still trying to figure out, is it 2020 or are people just going to say 2020? It depends. I, I, really I, think I mean, it's it just, you know. I think, I think, it'd be, I think it's really, it, 2020 has to be 2020. Because mm-hmm. I would say 2019. I never said 2019. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 2020 has to be 2020. You can't say 2020. Well, well, you got to also have a little bit of pride for those glasses companies, the Uh novelty glasses. You got the double zeros? Yeah, they finally were like, good, we got something we can work with. Yeah, like... like, 2020 is very natural, but if I ever time-traveled, I would uh, be very pretentious say I'm from the year 2020. Exactly. But but we're going back to 2019. Or 2019. Uh Yeah, and we're going to... Basically, as you can tell from the information from... The show notes. Does yeah. anybody ever re- read those? I um, do. I do. Okay, cool. I wouldn't uh, know what to prepare if I didn't read them. So. Well, I mean the people that listen to us. Oh. Like when uh, you pull up a wait, podcast wait, and you yeah, read wait, but wait, wait, how would they know the show notes? No, just the, the information. Are you even sharing the show notes? The description. Oh, okay. The show <laughs> notes. They're, they're technically show notes. Oh, all right. It's a yeah. well, I'm sorry. That's There's a difference between show notes and... I don't it's know. a web of information. Oh, oh, the, oh. the listener's notes. Oh, oh okay. That, that, we'll go with that. I'm all, I'm all thrown off now. Anywho, we're going to be going through our favorite movies last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2019. Yep. Uh, so I think for the first little chunk of it, uh, me and Doug will uh, spout off some of our honorable mentions. Uh, Phil has some great ones on his list that are just going to get mentioned all the way around. So. Yeah, because I, 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 by the end of it, I didn't think I had anything honorable. So, so the yeah. honorable mentions and the 6 through 10 are just going to be rapid fire. We're not really going to spend a lot of time talking about it because we all want to like deep dive into our, t- our top five. Yeah. So, so do you, do you want to just fire through your honorable mentions and all? Yeah, I have two. I okay. have, I have two. Uh, I got a couple. Um, one of them is Shazam. Nice one. Exactly. Uh, Great movie. DC finally breaking through and realizing, ooh, we can be fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like right after Wonder Woman dropping Shazam and you know you know and then and it's getting a two. So that's big good. with superheroes. Right. Um Which isn't a bad thing either. And it wasn't that it wasn't good, it just you know, it's it's one of those things like literally it's a nine point seven versus everything well, else. Like, I can honestly admit with everything 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 on our list is gonna be good. We're not gonna really we won't do our usual like what was the worst movie of last year because I don't think I have one. I don't have a worst movie of 2019. I didn't. If, I, if, I, if there was a worst, I don't think I saw it. So yeah, exactly. That's the thing. You know? So what was your other honorable mention? This one I wanted to include on my list, but it's sort of a weird... You can't really include it because it wasn't a movie, but it was a movie. It was It was a movie in the fact that it had a long runtime, but it yeah. wasn't a movie in as much as like it had like a... Like a movie, traditional, like, traditional yeah. movie. It's uh, Invaders in Enter the Florpus. Ah, nice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that yeah. I wanted to include on my list, but it's not technically a well, movie. Then with, with that, I'll give that a. Is, oh, sorry. I'll give a quick shout out for uh, Rockless Modern Life, Static Cling. Then also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. It's. I wanted to include it, but I, I just couldn't in my brain 
justify like taking some one of these ten movies off my list to include Zem, even though I have it tattooed on my body, there and I just are, couldn't include it in my list. There are Netflix films that uh, you know that have uh, you know broken new ground. Oh, a couple of them. Like a couple of them are on my list. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah. it's just okay. it's, it's just Zem came in at an hour and ten minutes, and it wasn't a movie, and it's fact of like it was you know originally going to be released well, to theaters or anything like. Well, you got to remember the thing with the. Vader Zim movie and the Waka movie, how they were initially going to be released, were going to be Nickelodeon specials. Right. They were never meant to be theatrical. <laughs> but when you watch both of them, they are not the normal Nickelodeon fare as of today. Yeah. They were the Nickelodeon fare of the Nicktoons era. Yeah, they definitely, definitely belong on Netflix. And Nickelodeon was probably like, um, we love them. Yeah, but we're gonna put you over here. We're, we're, hey, Netflix. Yeah, which is great because Netflix and Nickelodeon just signed an exclusive deal, which means we might get more Rocco and Rosem. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Okay, knock out your honorable. Okay, mentions. my honorable mentions. We're gonna start off with yesterday the movie without the Beatles. <laughs> the 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 Beatles movie with no Beatles. Yeah, it was really good. It was a great what if. Yeah, it was on a lot of people's worst movie list of the year, but I don't think they understood what they were watching. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing with, I mean, when we get to my list, one of my movies was a movie that got critically kind of torn apart by some people and critically praised by another. You know, it's it really has to be your perspective of the movie. Yeah, and that's the one thing I could probably say about all of our lists here, compared to, like, the mainstream, oh, top ten list of 2019, we're going to have some where a lot of people are like, all right, but it's still to us. These movies fucking rock. Oh yeah, I mean it's we don't we don't pull ours based off box office numbers or critic numbers or anything. it's like literally like did this make us I don't want to where did, did this make us happy? Yeah, exactly. You know, and, and, and how happy did it make us? The next one did that too, in which with the year of all the live action Disney remakes and everything, yeah. this was a pleasant surprise for me. Was Dumbo? Yes, I really honestly dug that one because yeah. I. I avoided it like the plague, but then I forgot it was on my Netflix queue and everything, and it showed up. I was like, fuck it, I'll watch it. Mm-hmm. I was like, wow, okay, they did this really freaking well. Yeah, see, and it was one that I wanted to include on my list, but it was, again, I had ten other ones that I felt were just better, yeah. so I didn't include it. But see, I had the twofold thing with Tim Burton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, next one is Stuber. With Camille ah. and Batista, uh, which is just seriously just a funny fucking have movie. Have you seen his picture recently? The dude is jacked. Oh my god! I still remember the tweet where he Camille uh, talked about. Oh god, I just accidentally called my personal trainer daddy, <laughs> and then Batista piped in with like, "No, own that. That's gonna be a cool thing. Everybody's gonna call everybody daddy. You're my daddy." Did you see? Did you see the tweet from him about Pornhub changing their their picture of the gay category to his picture of him being all oh, jacked yeah. and how he owned it? He oh, was yeah. like, "Yeah." Buddy. Damn right, that's a badge of honor. Right I know, there. right? Um, but yeah, Stuber is one of those where it flew under a lot of radars, but it's going to be one of those, if you just randomly watch, you're going to be like, oh, why didn't I watch this sooner? I see it, I really honestly see it being the, the frat house movie. The one that's every frat house is going to watch on the weekends, and oh, it's just going to... It's a little bit more than that, it, too, you know, it's going to be It's going to be the It's going to be the weekend movie. Yeah, it's, it's the like, needle like in the haystack. Yeah, like Clerks, where exactly. it was just... It's it got like popular. one time we all stayed up and watched High School High. Oh, God, yeah, day. exactly. Yeah, exactly. Pretty, I think that's what's that stupid. kind of thing to it's it. It's just yeah. going to have the test of time by being the movie that kids watch on weekends. Exactly. Yeah. The next one is because, unfortunately, I couldn't have every Marvel movie on my list. Right. I had to make room for other movies, too. So, Captain Marvel. Okay. Which, 
That's a very... Which, talk about, talk about decisive. Or yeah. divisive, I mean. Yeah, that... Captain Marvel rocked. To me, it, it showed that Marvel could still do, like, the mm-hmm. kind of lesser-known movies and still make it awesome. And then, also, too, my soft spot, Stanley's cameo, reading oh, the Mallrat yeah. script. Yeah. <laughs> you know those you know those original, like, judging scales that they used in courts where it was like you would w- get weighed yeah. down by... If I had any weight on my guilt side and I had to use the amount of Marvel movies I've seen the last three (laughs) years to get me out of jail, I'd be Epstein'd. Like, yeah, like oh my god! <laughs> yeah. I have, I oh am god. so behind on Marvel movies, man. It's, it's, it is ridiculous. And it's not that I don't want to see them. It's, I kid. I'm well. I got a kid, and uh-huh. then I only get like I only get a chance to watch maybe one movie a night. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm spending it with my wife, uh-huh. and she's not that interested in Marvel. Yeah. Right. You know, I'm I'm lucky she's taking me to see 1917. I'm mm. I'm super happy about that. But like, yeah. so it's gonna be one of those days that like. If I ever like break my legs and I'm bedridden, you'll be able to catch up. That I'll just way. I'll just tweet Chris Evans and be like, "Dude, I'm broken, but I'm watching Marvel." You know? Yeah, yeah, dude, so. that's that, that, that's actually an awesome way of doing it. Like I said, I fell down the rabbit hole, you know, really late. Yeah, you know, I watched the Agents of Shield and stuff like that. And that's supposedly the way you're supposed to watch them, and I'm like, "Dude, what the hell am I doing?" <laughs> you know, just like, yeah, yeah, and, and and I do I do want to watch them, especially uh-huh. because of how big of a Captain America outside of the Marvel movies fan I am. Oh, yeah. like, oh, I, yeah. That's my that is my Marvel comic is Captain America, but I just at this point I'm so behind that I'm I'm almost like. It's almost too much more of a monumental task for me to catch up. Oh yeah, like, no, I have yeah, to have yeah. a serious grave injury. Well, luckily the Infinity Saga is done, so you can at least yes. catch up that way. Yeah, so now it's like Skywalker Saga is done, Infinity Saga is done. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so is that it? For and, oh, no, uh, my final honorable mention is Toy Story Four. Such a good freaking way to wrap that up. Everybody, I, like when it was released on DVD, like guests at Target were like, "Oh, we're going to do another one." I'm like, "Have you seen it?" Yeah, they're like, "No." I'm like, "Watch it." You know they won't. Because it, if they do it, I don't think Tom Hanks or Tim Allen would be willing to be, come back because it was such a perfect wrap end. up. Yeah, yeah, and I, I still toy with uh, doing a what if article for <laughs> you toy with Toy Story. Yes, I do. <laughs> Pun intended. <laughs> um, doing a what if, doing like what if articles for the site and yes. everything, and I have an idea for a deleted scene for Toy Story Four, which would be perfect. And I, I'm going to leave it for that. Okay. Yeah, and also to Toy Story Four, gave the world Forky. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That little level of bastard. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So but, um, honorable mentions are out. Yeah. I do have like kind of a sidetracked one. Oh, okay. Yeah. So this one. Okay. So I know All what right. you're going. Okay. You want to introduce this one? Okay. So yeah. Let me. Let me because set I, the, I let you know a little bit s- about this. Let me set the tone here. Okay. So, girl, you know, everybody has those moments where you got too drunk to remember, remember what happened. The thing is, is marijuana is now legal in California on like a on like an alcohol level. You can just whatever you want, you can just blaze up. What's starting to happen now in the desert, and has appeared to happen in this situation, is what we are now calling hazy moments. It's where you experience something, but you were so monumentally high that your body just eye of the tiger on, but your brain was like, nope. I'm good. I'm going to bed. Yeah, it's kind of in the vein of like in the past with me and Phil when I would do drunk texting to oh, you God, and yeah. not remember any of it. Yeah. Because I have one of those hazy moments with the hustle. Anne Hathaway in Rebel Wilson. The see, remake of Dirty Ron Scandals. See, what's funny is you had a hazy moment about the movie and that you've seen it and you didn't remember any of it. 
you told me the movie, and I didn't even know what movie it was. Yeah. But I wasn't even high, because I don't get high. Yeah. So. <laughs> but um, yeah, I was at dinner with my girlfriend in her, in her family, <laughs> and just momentarily through it, I'm just feeling weird, and I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm not sick. I'm, I'm, no, this isn't sick feeling. What, what's going on? I'm fucking high. <laughs> because earlier we had uh, some dabs. We messed with those. And my metabolism, I realized, is fucking whacked. You're just now figuring that out? <laughs> yeah. Well, th this was a mon monumental sign that, yeah. Get through dinner, get through a nice conversation at dinner about my trip to London and whatnot. And then Kim comes up to me and goes, hey, let's go catch a movie. I'm, yes, please. <laughs> We get in the car, we're driving to the movies, and I'm like, um, I'm fucking high. The part that makes this so endearing to me is you're older than me, but, like, you're talking to me like my little brother just got high. Like, <laughs> like, oh, like, I was at a party with some friends, and I smoked, and now I'm really high, and I don't know what's going on. It was one of those, but it was one of those moments where you're, like, three years old. <laughs> But also, too, I'm there with her family. Right. Her yeah. religious family. It is, very, it is very hard to control your high in an uncontrollable situation. And I am very proud of myself. I was able to maintain until I got out of that fucking house. But then during that movie, she can attest. She was like, are you okay? I, <laughs> I was sweating balls. I was... Look like I probably shit myself. Yeah, I have a I was too high around my family story, but mine is sad versus yours is funny, and I'm not gonna bring down the yeah, no. that story. So the hustle is my hazy mention of the year. Oh my god! Smoke responsibility. The hustle was a gender flipped remake. Yeah, I'm just teasing. Okay, now let's get to the nitty gritty. Let's you get to so the mentions are out. The mentions are done. Yeah, my haziness, my 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 yeah. <laughs> my moment of last year where I'm like. Huh, I'll try it. Why'd I try this? <laughs> you always had, there's always in any new mind-altering substance situation, there's always going to be the one day where it just goes too far. And that's and that's where you get your bearing. You got the extreme on one and extreme on another, then you go, I'm going to write it right you here. You got that litmus test. You got the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got that mid-road. Yeah, exactly. Okay, but... Okay, so... So, so I, think what, I think what best to do... With this situation, um, and me and I. Oh no, this. Because you were explaining yourself, Mike. You don't necessarily have a particular order for your movies. Uh -huh. So I think what would be best is if you just gave us like five, just rapid fire. Right. Yeah. Like, just, oh no, dude. Give I us can... a give us a couple. You, you wait. Or do you want to? No, no. I've got I've got I've got ten here. You got okay, let's, I, can put, I can put them in order. Got it. Cool. Okay. Let's, I, I, let's when just... it comes to me, I will go. I'm like. Yeah, this is a this is a, okay. This so we just don't want to do the six through yeah. ten. Let's right. do six to ten. So we'll do Let's we'll do, do tens. Ten, okay. So ten number tens. Ten to six. Ten to six. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Actually, Phil, you go ahead and start. Start off at number ten. Okay. Good. Good. Cool. So my uh, ten would be the Playmobil movie. Now, what's okay. Really, what's really <laughs> funny on this one is that I I, I have not seen the film. Now. Um, I have uh, seen the trailer, but what gets it on the list is the fact that uh, the Ecto-1 uh, drives uh, drives around in their world in a freeway. Okay. You know, there's a brief where you can see it going, you know, with the sirens blazing and all. So, you know, there's uh, th th that, that gets it a little thing there. Okay. Um, but, um, you know, for me, it's kind of like, you know, people that, you know, uh, love E.T., right? Yeah. Um, I'm one of the few that likes Mac and me more. And I think, uh, you know, what's the matter? You and Paul Rudd would be friends. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I know. Exactly, right? Yeah, she Paul loves Rudd, it, too. Oh, yeah, Mac she, and Me? She loves it, too. Oh, it's an awesome movie. Yeah. You know? I think we're just comparing Coke and Pepsi with that. Yeah. No, 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 no. <laughs> Coke, uh, uh, Coke and uh, Reese's Pieces. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, to be technical. But, yeah, uh, no, so I think Lego Movie kind of falls under that. I'm mean, no, sorry. Blah, 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 see what I mean? Yeah. Uh, compared to the Lego Movie, uh, I get the feeling that I'll enjoy playing. I mean, I love the Lego Movie because you know, I, I like playing with toys. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I kind of got into the Playmobile thing because, you know, they have the Ghostbuster action figures yeah. and a lot of them. Uh, there's going to be a Back to the Future one coming. Nice. Um, and uh, um, I, I wanted to give that one a mention because uh, I, it went under the radar. You know, it's... It, it's, it's actually playing still at the Mariposa, I believe. Oh, it's still playing there? Cool. Yeah. Well, I'll definitely have to check it out. Yeah. But, you know, I saw that... Uh, you know that that there was the Ecto One Easter egg in there, nice. and I went. You know what? That's nice. Um, uh, I also saw the trailer, and I'm like, I'm getting the feeling that I'm going to get that kind of vibe from that movie. You know, everybody is going to be comparing it kind of unfairly to the Lego Movie. Yeah, but uh, but I understand it's you know the same kind of animal. Yeah. Um, uh, they should have done Lego versus Playmobil. They, they probably should. So Didn't do the Donna Justice it. with them. <laughs> I, I, I Your mom's Martha too. I I watch it, <laughs> but uh, that's why that one's on the list. Nice. even though I haven't seen it. So. Okay, so you're going this way or this oh, way? You go ahead and okay, read their cool. number two. I'm at last. All right. No. Um. So so technically, I'm counting this one in 2019. It was made in 2018. Didn't get any distribution until 2019. So I'm counting it as a 2019 movie. Well, if, yeah. it, if it was released in 2019, it was that released makes it in 20, 20, yeah. That makes it a 2019 film. Okay. But yeah. Okay. There, there, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll discuss that one of these days. Yeah. yeah. You're also gonna find that most of what's on my list is horror movies. Oh, I, I dig it. Go <laughs> no ahead. shock there. This gonna um, be fun. All right. You might be the killer. Oh, that's oh, Alison Hagen. Yeah, so so quick, super quick synopsis, TLDR version. Uh, you might be the killer. A a, a uh, there's a murder spree uh, at a, a children's camp. The head camp counselor calls his best friend, and as he's talking to her, oh, they start Jesus. they start figuring Sweet. out that he might be the one who's killing everybody. Oh, fine. Yeah, so it's very meta. Um, and then I was close to blind buying it, but I think I'm going to go ahead and buy yeah, it Yeah, blind buy it, dude. You're yeah. going to love it. Oh, it's, yeah. It's, it used to be on Shutter, but it's not on there anymore. Um, so, yeah, the only way to get it now is either digitally rent it off Prime or buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, but it, uh, it, it's really good. And as much as they're revealing the whole entire plot right in the beginning, there is a twist at the end. Yeah. With no shock. And it's yeah. actually very funny. Yeah, so that's my number, that's, that's my number 10. Good choice. Okay, so we got one more ten. Okay, um, I'm gonna go ten and then just throw out my nine too. Yeah, just double, just double ten. Yeah. Okay, my number ten is scary stories to tell in the dark. Mm. This one flew under a lot of radars, but if you were a kid, when we were kids, yeah, and you see it in these books and everything, huh. as soon as you heard that this movie was announced, yeah, one you're you're like yay, and then for the movie nerds. Hearing Guillermo del Toro is gonna be in the, the that next. That was a seller for me. And then um, I blind bought it. Uh-huh. It was an easy blind buy, and mm-hmm. as uh, me and Cameron watching and everything, I when the monsters popped up, I started going to my phone to go to Google Images to kind of check out the artist renderings from the books to, and they did such they a damn good job. Accurate. Very accurate. Very. What, what's yeah. really wonderful is most of them were practical. Yes. You know, none of them were overly. Guillermo's a very big proponent for practical effects still. Practical is starting to make a comeback. It sure is. Yeah. It's starting to make a comeback. It's a filmmaking of old. And that. Um, the aspect of a kids horror movie is really hard to find lately, and this yeah. one is a good one. And I believe the House with the Clock in the Wall was 2019, also was that it? was yes. 2019, and that was another was really, really 2019, another really good kids scary movie. But for my list, I have to throw out scary movies to tell in the dark. It's scary stories to tell in the dark. See, oh, okay, here, see, with me, I didn't read those books as a kid, and I still haven't read. So I had no like 
like desire, like the oh, I gotta see it move. But it's been everybody said it's so good. I want to see it, but I just I haven't. I have not. You, you got it. the digital copy. Do I? Did you send me? Yet? Yeah. Do you? I yeah. gotta go back. We text so much that like if I don't yeah. respond to something, if I don't look at it's something lost. in five minutes, <laughs> man, dude, there's like a hundred minutes. We text more than we text our significant others. Sorry. And she's right there. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, for my number nine, it's uh, Spider-Man: Far From Home. Mm. All right. It's such a good movie. It, yes, it and honestly, I, I will be the I'll I'm mad enough to admit the reason it's lower on the list was the fucking bullshit that happened after. Oh, oh the, the almost yeah. end of it. The we, and oh. we didn't discuss it, and this is my chance to discuss it because luckily okay, they freaking got a hammer down and everything. But you two, and I think Kim saw how pissed off I was oh, yeah. by the fact this shit was happening. It was one of those moments where it was just like. Fuck big business. You both could go fucking suck oh a dick. Oh my god, we should have really talked more because the thing is, I knew the the thing is, I kind of knew the the business thing they were playing. I uh, I was talking to my nephews, right? Yeah, and I went, you know, I went. They're they're gonna come to a deal. It's, they, it's suicide not to. Well, that's I mean, the whole thing with all them with all of it going. You know the way it went. But but, but, but the way that it went though. Oh, it, it was a high probability that this was it. This, like, oh. there was the meme floating around of uh, I think it was Jordan Pill from King Pill with uh-huh. the sweaty face, and it was the meme of when Uncle Ben heard about uh, Sony getting Spider Man back. Yeah. It was like, oh god, they're going to kill they're Uncle kill Ben again. And it was just every everything that Marvel built with it, and I know. just it was just like you got to be freaking kidding me. Mm-hmm. It is one. It's printing money. I know. It's just dumb yeah. that it went that far. I know. And, but also, too, just to have, like, I'm in the Kevin Smith boat on that one, too, where it's like, you give us that ending where they reveal Peter Parker's Spider-Man and then tell us, like, oh, or, it's rebooted now. <laughs> it's like, yeah. when they did the re-release in theaters and added the extra mm-hmm. minutes, I'm like, you better have it where it's a dream sequence at the end. <laughs> yeah. And did. waking up in bed going, like, oh, I was never in the Avengers. <laughs> I really don't want Spider-Man to wake up in a snow globe, dude. I yeah. really don't. I just—that's not—that's not the. But that's not. The I'm staying. I'm see. staying out of it. Because yeah. I have my oh, opinions, oh. and if I if I talk about it, it's just gonna keep going. Yeah, and we're but, not gonna get to it. But luckily, it was. Uh, fixed. I do want to at the one year anniversary of okay. the event. I do. I do say we we revisit it. We revisit. We should. We because should. this actually. Something like this, the, the precedence of what happened with the movie Glass yeah. versus what happened with Spider-Man, uh-huh. those are two completely polar opposite extremes of what can happen when businesses do business together. <laughs> yeah. And so those need to be analyzed because nothing like this has ever happened on either scale. Yeah, that so to watch something down. that should never happen get built up and then destroyed is a very interesting discussion, especially because you and I kind of stand on opposite sides of it. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. well cool. this one especially, and I, I hope... I, I just stick with the glad idea that uh, Tom Holland got drunk and fixed everything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that one's that was awesome. Uh, yeah, it's like I gotta fix this. Yep. <laughs> yep. Can I sing my number nine so Josh will just stop? Like, does anybody care? Can I just sing my number nine? Yes, yeah, please. Yeah, I, 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 I don't. Nine. I really don't like singing. Brightburn. Oh fuck me. And it didn't make. Uh, I guess that's your number nine too. Well, it is now. Uh, well, <laughs> well, honestly, so I guess we'll just. Uh, I thought it was, see, now, the thing was, is when I put that down, I assume it's on your list, right? It's not. Wow! It, oh. But it was, it, th- this year was so fucking hard. It was I, like, signed up for, I signed up for a Stars Free Trial just to like, watch the movie. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, leading into this year, we talked about how m- much movies were going to be out this year, where it was like, oh, God, this is a great year to be a movie nerd. Right. And then when it comes to doing this shit, 
Yeah. It's uh, not a good time because you got to you got to freaking choose your favorite child. I was, I was sold on the teaser trailer. Oh fuck yes! Yeah. So yeah, the teaser wanna, trailer alone. Uh huh. So I don't want to I don't want to wax intellectual too much about it because we we will get Superman. Well, we got to <laughs> get to our fives and fours and threes. Yeah. We'll get there. Um, but bright the thing what I liked about Brightburn and everybody knows the kid is the evil fucking villain. You know, so we know all that. Like I'm not spoiling anything for you if you didn't watch the trailer. I'm gonna spoil it. Uh, Batman wakes up and realizes it was all a dream. <laughs> so no. So what I like though is there wasn't a moment with that kid where it was like he did a good thing and it was torn going back. He's like, a shit the entire time. Yes. Evil from the fucking get. I actually like that too. The one scene I will point out and have to we have to the jaw. Yeah, oh, and just the Jesus. Done practically. Uh, body, yes. Body horror, man. It, it is it gets beautiful. Every time. Yeah. That whole thing, and then at the end, the closing credits where they're just teasing you. They're those like, oh, there's more. With Michael Rooker. And I, mm-hmm. I, I really would like to see a super sequel. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. And Rain I have Wilson. an idea for it. Nice. Where Rain Wilson is in the mental hospital and everything. There's a kid interning at the mental hospital, becomes friends with Rain Wilson, and Rain Wilson trains him. Nice. <laughs> and the kid, the kid is a cosplayer. Ha! LARPing. Yeah, so he knows wow. how to make suits. Oh, God. So he wow. becomes Super 2.0, the Crimson Wrench 2.0. <laughs> oh, my God, that's funny. Okay, so this was my nine and your nine. So why don't yeah. you go, and Josh already did his nine, uh-huh. so why don't you do your you know, my eight, eight, yeah. and we'll eight, eight, and then okay. seven. My number eight was Terminator Dark Fate, again, another movie I did not see. But now, I'm, I know how lenient I am towards the Terminator franchise. So we you have several episodes of it. Well, exactly, <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. and I also wrote an article. So. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Terminators 1 and 2, I know that those are the gold standard. I mean, you're not going to beat those. Yeah. See, but they I, continue to try. They do try. Starting with <laughs> Terminator 3. All the time. <laughs> Terminator 3 um, is not as bad as I think everybody else thinks it is because, you know, it's like, you know, carbon copy, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Companion piece. Not as good as number two, no. Yeah, no. But um, uh, I tend to, to give it a break. And then you had Terminator Salvation. I didn't enjoy that that yeah. much. Mostly but I d- well, to, to give that, it's do from my fandom towards that as you had your fandom towards Terminator 3 right, right. Salvation gives us the war that's that's the big thing with me with Salvation it gives us oh, the yeah. future war oh yeah yeah but back but, to but, your okay but hey no no problem one of the things is you know um, what, one of the things that makes it you know it's the tagline the tagline of Terminator yeah to me is the battle for the future is not fought in the future yeah. but, but <laughs> will be fought tonight in the present. That's the whole thing, and it's a whole time-traveling opera. Yeah. And when you take the time travel out of it, that's my issue with it. I mean, I see the war... And I, yeah. but I understand, you know what, what, what you love about it. Yeah. Uh, but then you've got you bring the staple back with Genesis, and then with Terminator Dark Fate, you know you've got this whole new thing, and it is busted beyond belief. I mean, with this whole okay, uh, Skynet. Uh, uh, Succeeds and you know doing something, uh, but now Le- this thing called Legion is joined up, but yet Skynet still exists in an alternate reality. It's it's busted, but it's still fun to think about. But what uh, what lands it on the list for me is we've come a long way with what we could do with CG. Yeah. And uh, when they recreated uh, John Connor, Sarah Connor, and Arnold all. 
young. They look like they jumped right off of uh, Terminator 2. And that's cool. When you see the scenes. And yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Edward uh, Furlong's uh, brief uh, moment in the movie. Um, it's just really, uh, it's kind of a, it's kind of a trip seeing this new footage when it's really not Edward Furlong, but it's it, it's almost you can't believe it's CG. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable how smooth it is. So uh, crappy movie or not, I really got to give it points for that execution for, for for that ten yeah for that at least seven minutes or uh, yeah no 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 sorry about three minutes of. Uh, uh, a, a film there. Yeah, nice. It's it's kind of interesting. I I did give you props on that, and yeah. it's a good reason to have that on your list. Thank you. Um, I guess down number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys are going to be kind of surprised on the position of this one. You th- probably would think it'd be higher. Oh, uh, James Simon Bob reboot is my number eight. Well, that's your number eight. At least I mean. Well, that's okay. I don't. Know. I I I know a lot of stuff that came out. So okay. yeah, but yeah. that's still pretty. See, you high. at least had one up on me. You went and saw it. I yeah. haven't seen it yet. Okay. Yeah, especially with this year one meeting Kevin Smith. Yeah. Is a highlight of 2019. But right. the fact he had his heart attack and one didn't want his movie career to end on Yoga Hosers, which is still a good movie. Uh-huh. But he he always likes to have his ones he can abuse. Mm-hmm. But to be able to do reboot, and when you do see reboot, like you've seen uh, Jane Silent Bob Strike Back, absolutely, yeah. And then all of his movies, he described like leading into the movie, he described it as like the last ten minutes of Big Fish, oh. where they're taking the, his dad out to the lake and everything, and he's dying and everything. Cool. He sees everybody from his life, and in reboot, they do. There is a sequence like that, and I'm not going to give anything away. And okay. then also too, this is the movie that brought Kevin and Ben Affleck back together. Oh, wow. After after the... Uh, falling out. Right, right. Because right. as uh, Kevin Smith put it, it's like one one, pair, one part of that pair couldn't keep his mouth shut about stories from 20 years ago, and the other one's Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they patched everything up, and that's another thing I cannot spoil because the, mm-hmm. the scene that Affleck has in it is brilliant. It's beautiful. It's poignant. And yeah. the fact that uh, Kevin was able to whip that together in such short notice because he was able to get Ben and be like, oh, I can pull this off properly. And just the whole fact of everything that was pulled off with James Silent Bob reboot, and it was pulled off well and with such huge heart. Because Kevin Smith has that fucking huge ass heart. Right. And the fact that he can... They almost killed him. Yeah. <laughs> no, before that. <laughs> but um, Thank God for the marijuana. So and then, uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but... The fact that he can pull off a movie where he plays Silent Bob and then also have Kevin Smith in the movie, too. That's yeah, so I'll true. leave it at that. Okay. It comes out uh, in two weeks, actually, on DVD, so everybody check that uh, fucking I, movie I'll out. I'll definitely have to check that out. So that was my number eight. Okay, my number eight. Eight, eight, eight. Um, this one was originally higher on my list, but then as I started adding more to my list, it just started kind of going further and further down. Ready or not? That was a good oh, one, yeah. too. Ready or Not was it, a great yeah. movie. And now, like, if my list was a nightclub, yeah, like freaking Brightburn and Ready or Not were, like, right at the door. They're just right there. <laughs> they're the pop-up, they're the pop-up clubs. Yeah. They show up every so often. Yeah. Yeah, yeah see, I, what I liked about Ready or Not, uh, very simple story, very original. Um, they blended CG and practical effects mm-hmm. enough to where... It, it works. Is, it works. They're... 
all the blood spatter was was CG, um, but the 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 cuts and the and and the, on the skin and the and, oh, the, yeah. and that stuff that was practical. Well, the the um, the, the barn alone. Yeah, the barn scene. Oh, that bar- it's very uncomfortable. More of the bar- more of that body horror from yeah. the, like the jaw from right. Yeah. Right. So um, so for me, what I really liked about Ready or Not was they just went the full way yeah. yeah like they didn't stop what they were doing or like cut it just short they were like mm-hmm. all right we've set the story up and we're gonna finish it and it's exactly what you'd expect it, it it's 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 pretty cool yeah and it yeah. ends as you get to the ending and once the ending happens it's a twist ending but then once you go back and think about the movie you're like oh it couldn't have ended any other way yeah what i like too is there's absolutely positively no way they could do a sequel no, no, no. no like it would be a disservice. It's a one and done. It It'd be a, a huge disservice. That's, that's that's a seller for me. Yeah. It's kind of like Cabin in the Woods. Which, don't get yeah. me wrong, as a as a horror fan, and my favorite horror movies tend to have sequels, you know, and there's always sequels in horror. It's just, you know, it's well, one of the things. Well, if they do a sequel to Ready or Not, just do another game. Do Red Rover. Family, well, that's the thing, a, though, is the family, I mean... The no, no, not even a family. Not even... Just do Red Rover. Red Rover? Yes. This one's off. This one was... Hide and seek. Do you do a whole different family? A whole different situation. Just go, go down the go down the list. Yeah, Red Rover, Rover Bradley, yeah. capture the fra- flag. Yeah. <laughs> See, well, I so as much as there's always sequels in horror because there's going to be sequels, it's going to be Disney or horror. Yeah. Um, I do like when a horror film will go. You know what? No, no fucking sequel. Like that's it. This is it. This is I the world. It's yeah. done. Well, especially with the ending of that movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It. it, it it, it, like I said, it'd be a disservice to that movie. If Absolutely. They, it, it, Absolutely. Yeah. And I do I do have to say one thing to, to reference the non-verbal person here in the room. There, I don't know what it is, but the actress in that, uh, Samara Weaving, whenever I, you two in my brain look a lot alike. You're just the redhead verse. She's the blonde. You're the redhead. I, just there's certain <clears throat> traits that you guys have that I'm just like, that looks like, that, yeah, no, all right. Cool. <laughs> you, can, you can say Kim. What? You can say Kim. Okay. Kim. She she's been on an episode already. That's right. Yep. Kim ah, Smith Kim, episode. Kim, 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 Kim. Hey, hey, don't go slandering her name with Nowhere California. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All okay, right. your number eight. eight. Number eight. My uh, my number eight would be uh, the Lego Movie Two. It was a good one. Yeah, yeah. That was um, uh, it, it was fun. It was just as a good companion piece with the first one. Um, you know, you know, critics and stuff like that. They kind of give it their hate, but I think uh, it takes some. Well, everybody, uh, everything in their sophomore releases, like, the first one always gets the, oh, my God, this is freaking awesome. Yeah. And then the sequels depend on the movies and stuff. Sometimes they get taken hit, but yeah, it, but it was good. It yeah. deserved a lot. I, th- I think what happened is I think people just got a little burned down on it with the, the Lego Ninjago movie and uh, the Lego Batman movie. Exactly. The Lego Batman movie was, uh, you know, more superior. Oh, God, it, yeah. It was followed with, uh, I guess, uh, I guess uh, Ninjago was uh, lackluster in comparison. And then you got Lego movie, too. Yeah, exactly. And it's like, oh, shoot. Now, now, uh, now you Universal, I think, has all the film rights, and so that's all. We're going to see more. Yeah, Yeah. but um, I think it's uh, I think it's very creative when you've got a movie that uh, sets out to make a a song, you know, that uh, called "This Song's Going to Get Stuck Inside Your Head." That's exactly what it does. I'm like, hey, all right. At least they're being honest. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, and I, I, I got the soundtrack to that. Yeah. Because I like that song. This song is now stuck inside your this song is Lonely Island. Yeah, I yep. love it. Creative guys. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, uh, that, that was my, was that my uh, number eight? Or that number was number eight. eight. Yeah, so let's hear your number seven. Uh, are you sure? Yeah. Well, let's, are you sure? We're just going to keep, I mean, if that was your number seven, then let's move I, on to Josh's number yeah, seven. Yeah, I think, I think you should. Uh, okay. Because, uh, yeah. Okay, so my number I had because you know we we did a double thing. Okay, so I don't. Yeah, when these we're double at. downs were kind of were kind of confusing, jumping around a little. <laughs> okay, bit. so my number seven is Stan and Ollie, an early one from 2019. Oh yeah, that one was great. Talk about it under the radar. Very under yeah. the radar. I was lucky enough to be able to see it literally the day before I left for London. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I should have been home packing and getting ready for my trip, but it played at our cheap theater here, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm going to go see Stan and Ollie." Mm-hmm. And I, I'm so glad I did because it was one of those movies where you it wasn't the typical bio movie where it's like, oh, we're going to show you the breakup. We're going to show you everything here. No, it wasn't. They Like in the trailer, it makes it seem like they're going to be all over the breakup. No, nope, it was barely in the movie. It was yeah. just their final tour and Ollie getting sick and everything and just them being friends still. Very well yeah. cast. Yeah, well casted. Uh, freaking uh, John C. Riley, uh, Steve he Coogan. Really owned that. Oh yeah. And, um, uh, the that's girls. Prosthetics, right? Yeah, all prosthetics. The girls that played uh, their wives. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, not remembering their names right now. I know one of them played Bony Myrtle in mm-hmm. the Harry Potter movies. But they, the the entire movie was such a beautifully done movie where it was just. It, should, it deserved more play, but it's. I'm glad it got what it got. Right. Yeah. So that's it deserved my deserved more, but didn't get it. Yeah, that's my number seven. Stand it, Ollie. Okay, cool. So my number seven, um, we've talked. About, actually, we talked about it on the show a little bit, or I did a post on Nowhere about it. I can't remember. Um, it chapter two. Yes. Okay, that is that's another, another one. one. So I'm gonna have to move that one up. Yeah, because uh, yeah, that's so, yeah that's is this your number seven now too? Uh, yeah, it'll have to be. Okay, I think it'll have to be, or, or it's my number six. Well, we'll make it your seven. seven. Is seven my six? Whatever. Well, we'll make it yeah. your seven, and then you just go into your six. Yeah, so we'll okay. jump right into your six. All but right. now, yeah, chapter two. It chapter two. Loved it. Amazing. Yeah. Great wrap up. Mm-hmm. I still haven't taken a second pass at it, mm-hmm. but that God, that one. Fucking scene, man, the, with the, the the fucking bathtub, man. And it just threw me off. Oh, the suicide the scene. Whole, oh. whole movie. Mm. But once I rationalized that all out, once I talked it with you and Monique, and once I got all of that out of my system, and then mm-hmm. I replayed the movie in my head, I was like, this is an amazing oh, fucking yeah. movie. And I really so, so badly want to read the book, but... The book is so big, it's oh. like, and it's not that it's not the page count no, that no. makes me uncomfortable. I've read, you know, three thousand page books. No. It's the fact that I don't want to carry around a mm-hmm. fucking brick <laughs> to read it. Like I wish they would make a two pack. I wish they would make an it two pack and half the book in one book, half the book in because I don't want to. Ca- you think over the years they would have done that by now? I know. I'm, I'm thinking about just doing it myself. Like just ripping it in half. Somebody make a yeah. pocket edition of that thing. <laughs> oh gosh. Yeah, 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 pocket yeah. edition thing would still give you a big ass lump in your pocket. Yeah. But you can murder somebody with it. Mm-hmm. The, the, the novel of it. Yeah. You can murder yeah. somebody with the it book. It, yeah. yeah. Man, it's it's so massive. I want a two pack because I want to read it, but I want to carry around Stephen King's entire cranium. You know? <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. The thing is, that's lift with your scary, legs. It's a scary thing. I'm sure you've probably um, heard of it. There's that infamous scene, which I'm really glad never made it. To yeah, film. I don't uh, think uh, it would. Yeah, the children. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. never. Going. I'm surprised they 
with in I don't chapters. think it should ever been a bit on paper. Right? I, I think uh, Stephen yeah. King's there's writers out there that have written scenes in the past, even like movie makers that have yeah. made scenes that are very questionable, and then later down the road you ask them about, it and they're like. Uh, and I think that scene, especially Stephen King's part, like, I wish I never wrote it. Well, yeah, the guy who the guy who wrote and made Cannibal Holocaust regrets the whole abuse to animals that they had yeah. in that movie. Like, he said, within three years, he regretted it. Yeah, the okay. the scene for me that I was like, wow, they really went there was the opening sequence with the gay couple. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, oh, the, that was so hard to watch. Yeah, but for filmmakers and just just kind of that the whole thing in general to be able to do it properly. Mm-hmm. And not make it glorified, and not make it where it's like, oh no, this is this is gunning for action. No, it's to make you feel uncomfortable, and then really dig you yeah. into what you're about to see. I yeah. also loved where uh, where they took it with uh, like one of the characters, uh, you know, um, you know, like the uh, Bill Hader's character. Bill Hader's character. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that it was, was very the, interesting. I don't, I don't, I don't believe that's actually in the book, and it definitely no. Was not Ed, in... Eddie is actually the one in the book. Yeah, oh, that yeah. is that is subjugated by uh, by Pennywise of being gay. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, uh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, because the hobo offers him a blowjob or something. Yeah, yeah. so th- th- yeah, so it was Eddie, but having Bill Hader's character. And yeah, I think that was good for Bill Hader because like he goes in there as the comedic character and everything. Uh-huh. And so you're thinking Bill Hader is going to be doing what he usually does, being the comedy guy. But then you see the dramatic turn for him, and it's like, oh, because to me, every everybody rocked in that movie, but Bill oh, Hader yeah. stole it because that that scene at the end when they're in the quarry water and he breaks down and they all just hug each other, like yeah. all hug. God, like made Such me. A good. It was it it moved it, it moved me on such a level because you. Having friends or having love, like, you can just hug each other. Yeah. That's the thing. But, like, to hug yourself around someone's leg or to hug yourself around, that takes a whole different kind of friendship, a whole different kind of relationship. And there are very few friends in this world who actually have that kind of relationship. If we were all in that quarry water, one of we would do that with each other. That's what moved me is I was like, I have friends that like, I can yeah. do that with. As much as I don't like to be fucking touched by anybody, right, like, right. I like your damn leg. Yeah, yeah you know, exactly. It, it takes it, like that visual moment, and to not mm-hmm. make it a crazy angle or weird, like to just have the most normal lighting, the most normal angle, no music, no nothing, and just show these friends doing this brief intimate moment mm-hmm. was like oh so I, I want that picture framed right. on my wall like i love that moment can i go crazy with another moment though what yeah the scene where um the the i forget his name the the town historian character yeah yeah michael uh, he, uh, he, mike. He, mike him holding pennywise's heart oh yeah i'm sitting there i'm watching like take a bite Take a bite. Yeah, the way he was just holding it, he was like holding it. Everybody, you can see that split second of him going, and just having everybody around him going, the fuck? Now I'm it. And everybody just scattering like, fuck this. Yeah. Go ahead. No, you were two things that one, two big things. This is your seven too. Thank you. Yeah. That I took from that movie as well. It gave us flaming Beverly. 
Yeah. You know, yeah. With that flaming head. That, that scared uh, the shit oh, out of me. Yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ. Uh, and Bloody Beverly with that freaking scene of her you, you trapped know, in that bathroom. Holy I, shit. I, that, that, that's trippy. I'll take the bloody one, but what, what frightened me was the flaming one. It's yeah. Like, and that, that shit-eating grin that she wears. I mean, that yeah. thing will haunt me in the nightmare. My Ooh, nightmares. Dear fucking Lord. But yeah. uh, the other one, oh, my God. Uh, oh, oh, the homage to the thing. Yeah. you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah. With the... With the spider head. Oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. That's See, this movie right and the and the miniseries did this too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't get scared very easily uh-huh. with anything. You know, I'm just not a very easily scareable person. The one thing in horror movies that will scare me is when a character is running that is not supposed to be running. And you can hear the running. Oh. Friday the 13th, there's music playing. You see Jason you know, uh. hustling or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you see all these girls running. They're supposed to be running. Uh-huh. But it, that scene, like with the old woman. Her, oh, God. You hear that. And then there she is, right yes. there. That, that makes me And that whole sequence yeah. was yeah. just oh, like. Oh, God. Yeah. Because yeah. you're just like, oh, God, this is going to end horribly. This is gonna, no, she's. I really hope. <laughs> there is rumor that they're going to do another set of Pennywise movies, a prequel. Yeah. I really I, hope I, they I'm, don't. I really I hope not. I, 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 I just. There's there's no no we know the end. Yeah. There's no reason to. The one rumor I'm hoping is true is that the director gets to do his mega cut. Mega cut, yeah. Yeah. The four and a half hour. Chapter one and chapter two. Make the brick of a movie. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Give us the novel version of. Of, of the, the movie. movie. That, okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Give me that, uh, yeah, I'll take that, but I don't, don't, don't make it. Don't right. do any prequels, don't do any more. Okay, Stories so we got double seven, so we're into your six. We're going to go to my six. Okay. Or do we want to go to his six? Let's go, go with your six? six. Let's go with your six. Uh, yeah, my, my number six would be uh, Ch- the Child's Play remake. Ooh, yeah. I almost watched that uh, last week. Really? I, I almost did, but uh-huh. I just, I went... I there's I haven't seen Cult of Chucky. I haven't seen um, uh-huh. I haven't seen um, what's the other one that I'm thinking uh, of? A Seed of Chucky or Curse? Curse of Chucky. Curse of Chucky. So I was like, I don't want to get into the reboot. But until that's the whole thing. Oh, that's yeah, the that's whole. The but it's not even finished. What? We're supposed to be still getting a television series yes. from the original creator. Yes. Yes. And yeah. another film. Uh, see, uh, there's so much Chucky that I just have not. Wa- it's oh, Marvel for me. It's oh, fucking no, Marvel. But the conflict with this one, as you're discussing it, we'll uh-huh. definitely be discussing the conflict of it. Oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. The wonderful thing is now. I, now I'm going to state this. I don't think the movie had to be called Child's Play. That's exactly they it. Just called it Buddy. That's the that's the thing. They, but I mean, you, the, they the already, studio had the license. Exactly. Yeah. They already made these massive changes, and it hasn't been the the Chucky franchise hasn't been called Child's Play for the longest time. Right, yeah. Child's it, Play 2 was the last one, right? Uh, Child's Play Child's 3. Play three. three. Yeah. Child's Play 3. Military and school. after that became uh, Bride, Curse, Seed. Seed. Yeah. You know? Um, uh, but, uh, you know, the thing is, I'm glad uh, the real Chucky uh, is still going on, but I didn't mind this one because right. I'm like, it didn't have to be called Child's Play. It, that's, that's exactly it. actually its strength. Yeah. As a matter of fact, it's a little hindrance. I'm like, this movie could have been great if it wasn't because uh, especially on the voice, it oh, hurt, yeah, it, hurt, it almost hurt it. I think it, I think it okay. did hurt it. Well, okay. it gave me interest as soon as they announced Mark Hamill as the voice. Oh yeah, I was like, I'm in now. He was oh. terrific. That was a selling point for me. I was, I mean, when they first told me that they were going to remake it, they were going to get rid of the voodoo. I mean, I was like, okay, I was already up on arms. Yeah. But then Mark Hamill was, uh, you know, attached to it, and I'm like, okay, you know. The concept on paper sounds great. Why does it have to be child's play? But I went in with the same attitude, and the thing is, the body count's very low. The movie's not terribly gory. Yeah. Uh, it does have some good uh, good scares in it, but the movie's like, uh, you know, it's it's interesting for what it is, but I do believe that it being child's a child's play remake 
uh, d- d- does kind of hurt it. So it's yeah. almost one of those things that like they didn't have to make it, but how they made it, it was at least as good as they were going to get. Oh yeah, okay. yeah. Okay. Oh absolutely. Yeah. I, if you watched it. Yeah, you would not be disappointed. And one of the things, uh, a real good. I thing know eventually I'm going to be watching. Oh, yeah, me yeah. too. But we, we, yeah, we gotta, we gotta probably yeah, yeah, check that out. But one of the things um, that I got from it, you know, is uh, the buddy song. You are my buddy, sung by Mark Hamill. Yeah, my oh, only cool. friend, more than a buddy. You're my best friend. There and hasn't been a good creepy horror movie song in a long time. Yeah. So to have oh, one with this, better. yeah. It gets even better at the very end because there's a, uh, uh, at the at the ending credits, there's a darker version nice. of it. And, he goes, and, it, and it ends with him and goes, I will love you till the day you die. And he ends it with a Joker laugh. <laughs> Nice. Oh, that's awesome. You know, so yeah, he, he he definitely goes full on Joker there. Uh, you know, and it is on Netflix right now. If anybody oh, cool. wants to watch it, yeah. Though. So yeah, I would definitely uh, say check that one out. Okay. So that was your number six. So uh-huh. your number six. You unknowingly segued to mine. Oh, I did. Excellent. Because it's Joker. Nice. Oh, well. Um, okay. I'm gonna get through my rant on it real quick. Go ahead. And then we'll dive into it. Good. Good. This movie was so odd to. In every aspect, every level, everybody was like, oh my god, when they first announced it, I was one of the people to be like, Joker is a force of nature, he's not human. Mm-hmm. And then they did the movie and everything. I still stand by that. You know, I still stand by it too. Mm-hmm. And especially when you see the movie, the theories and everything towards this movie. But the movie as a whole, to me, is one of the greatest what-if comic books, Elseworld story of uh-huh. this character ever. Oh yeah. And then also too, thinking about more and more how like we like people have discussed. Oh, this is going to instill violence. This is going to do this. This is going to. To me, it it became a level that like Clockwork Orange and like Scarface hit, where yeah. there's going to be so many different layers to it. People are going to take different meanings, different outlooks, and everything, but no one's ever going to be in the same boat with it. Oh. And um, to me, it's the greatest, like I said, it's one of the greatest, like, what-if comic books. And also, too, it's a throwback to old-school old school Scorsese, which is kind of funny with mm-hmm. Martin Scorsese's recent comments of uh, comic book movies. Well, and the fact that he almost directed this one. He almost directed one. it, and I'm yeah. like, wait a minute. He's just digging himself a hole. He's yeah, just he, he's, just the, old man. he's just the old man that wants everybody to get off his lawn. Yeah. Right. But the Joker is such a dark movie, and I, when it came out on DVD this last week, I made sure when people were buying it, I made sure to say, realize this is a dark freaking movie. This may be a one and done. Yeah. We, we want your sales, yeah. but as a movie nerd, as a movie fan, I got to give you that heads up. You may watch this only once. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. good, because uh, the thing is, that's, that's, that's a fun one for me, because I've got the movie. Yeah. I haven't watched it yet. But, and the thing is, you and Nick, you guys both built it up. I am both excited and frightened to see it because I do I'm afraid I'm going to be let down I as long as they're subjective you know yeah, and that's the, that's the, the thing subjective filmmaking that's the thing with the whole Clockwork uh-huh. Orange and Scarface references too because no, it's, no, that's actually because there, there's those people when they did the Clockwork Orange uh, classic Serenity one of the last times I went to one of those uh-huh. and there's a bunch of teen kids and they're like oh god yeah, yeah. I'm like you don't know what you're cheering uh-huh. and that's the thing with Joker. Joker has that um, brain injury that causes him to the laugh. laugh uncontrollably. And there's people in the theater laughing at him laughing, and it's like, you people don't know. Even before he busted out the card to explain what's going on, I'm like, I know what's going on here. And you people are laughing at something here that you don't understand. Right. And then 
now with all the fan theories and everything like that, mm-hmm. I hope you're not going to be let down I when you that. watch it. When you do get a chance to watch one, I want your thoughts. Oh, I, I, I'll definitely give them to you. Yeah. That's the thing. And then, but and, you know, the thing is, you know, the, the, you know, Nick went um, on his thing with the with the tie right there. It's like I don't want to be one of those pers- uh, people that he says, "Hey, fuck you! You don't know, don't understand it." And I'm afraid that I am going to walk away not understanding. And that's the thing about it. They realize too. Yeah. Understand that you probably are not. Uh huh. But not. Don't let that discourage. No, you. No, no, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to check. And it that's out, the cool thing about this group, though. Uh huh. That that can happen. Where you can watch and be like, what the fuck did I just watch? Well, it's not <laughs> the first time we've had differentiation. Exactly. <laughs> I, am uh, no, but, you know. I am in no way absolutely positively going to be let down by it because the only reason I'm going to watch it is just to see it, what it's about. Yeah. Right. Because I have zero actual desire to watch this movie and I stand by, I still stand by the fact that it shouldn't have gotten made. Yeah. That's just my opinion. No, yeah, but, but the... Uh, I'll give you a fist bump. I'll give you a fist bump yeah, on that so too. That, and Yeah. The story behind it getting made, how Todd Phillips kind of went at it, and especially when you see the the talk show closing right. scene, that is the personification of why Todd Phillips made it. How he was no, talking. No, I mean I get. Yeah, no, I, I get I, all of that personally. Yeah, just from my viewpoint. Yeah, I oh, no, I still, yeah. I still stand by that. I still stand the fact that one Joker is forced nature. He's never. Yeah, fucking psychopath. Exactly. Like, and when you see it, you'll understand where we're yeah. going with that. Yeah. And also, too, you can't humanize villains. No. Period. No. Mm-hmm. But also, too, when you see the movie and you understand what the fan theories are out there with, the the first attempt on this was Hannibal Rising. Yeah. When they were trying to humanize Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. You can't do that. No. And unfortunately, you can't do a Joker. But this Joker, they... they it wasn't a bullseye because, like we said, can't do it with this one. Yeah. But it's a damn good attempt. Right. Cool. So that was my number six. I okay. like that. So my number six is one of we spoke off mic a little bit ago okay. I, earlier. I can't remember if we did or not. Yeah. Uh, about Netflix movies. Yeah. Uh, this is a Netflix movie. Cool. Um, this is a completely under the radar one. Extremely evil and shockingly wicked. Oh. The Ted Bundy story. Was yeah, it, 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 it hit the radar when it first came out, but then kind of just disappeared. Yeah, flash it in the pan. It Very flash in the pan. Yeah. It just went boom, and then it was done. Yeah. Um, a lot of this having been on my top ten has to do with Zac Efron's performance. Well, we talked about him in the past oh, on other nowheres. Holy shit. He's one of those actors you think is, is his pretty boy no. actor, but he is coming into his own where yeah. he's going to be the actor... He's going to be a Clooney. He's going to be that actor yeah. where it's he's going to own Hollywood. Yeah, he started off as a pretty boy actor, and now he's you know doing his thing. It was amazing. Kind of tweaked the story a little bit. It fabricated some things. It didn't tell the completely truthful story, which is fine. I mean, it, it's it, it's okay. You know, that's what Hollywood does. They've had so many different versions. They've even showed the ones where they've stuck. You know, they've got his head shaved and they're sticking cotton balls up his butt before he uh, get in the chair. Yeah, I mean, there's been several versions. You know, but this, again, you can't humanize villains. Uh This movie didn't humanize him. It showed him as a human. Because that was what the thing with Ted Bundy was. He was charming. He was a wolf and she intelligent. He could lure women like nobody's... Everybody's like, how does he get away with killing all these... Because he was so fucking charming and he looked, didn't look like a serial killer. You know, all these things. That's what they did is they showed the intelligent, charming side of Ted Bundy. But 
he's still fucking vicious. He still kill all these people, and at the end, you do still see it. Like, oh my god, this guy fucking like murdered people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, but a lot of it being on my top ten has to do with Zac Efron's performance. Um, do not go into it with any preconceived notion. Okay. It's not one of those you're going to be like, let's watch the Ted Bundy Zac Efron movie. <laughs> well, not yeah. Don't go into it with like a happy motion. Don't go into it. Do not go into it expecting to know the Ted Bundy story. Yeah. If you want to know the Ted Bundy story on Netflix at the same time as Confessions of a Killer, the mm. Ted Bundy tapes, watch that. If you want to see what a portrayal of a serial killer in the midst of real people is, that's what this movie is. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. All right. All right. So we are to number five now, right? Yeah, here's number five. You're number number five. five. Okay, that would, I uh, believe, have to be Men in Black International. I caught a little bit of this yesterday on Stars, and I was yeah. like, this isn't as bad as everybody put it out to I be. I know, I know. Critics really tore it apart. You know what I've discovered, though? And it's it, it, it having to do with the fact of uh, it's younger generation, and mm-hmm. it's all these, everything breaks box office records. Uh-huh. 20 years ago, if a movie entertained people, that was enough. Right. That was enough to get a three or four star rating or a five star. That was enough. Now, if the movie doesn't, like, destroy box offices and change the face of cinema, <laughs> That's a it's a bad movie. Exactly. There you go. It's, no. It, if, it, if, mm-hmm. a, if I paid $8 to see a movie and it entertained me for two right. hours, it did its fucking job. Uh-huh. Like, it, I, I think it could be called the Rotten Tomatoes Conundrum. Oh, there that's, we go. that's another episode in the future. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because but, fuck Rotten Tomatoes. I fucking hate Rotten oh Tomatoes. Oh my god, that, that that thing is. Bro- I do not take that as gospel. No, no, I don't take any rating as gospel. No, I don't. No. No, no, but so many people do, especially when they slap it on there. I, I, it was bad enough when it was a sticker, you know, certified fresh. But when they actually start printing it on the boxes, that's a pet peeve of mine. I go eat it. Eat a bowl of whatever. Dicks. Tomatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Eat a bowl of tomatoes. Dick-shaped tomatoes. tomatoes. <laughs> exactly. But uh, Men in Black International made my list because, well, um, what I love is the fact that it is uh, a sequel or spinoff uh, with uh, plenty of connective tissue to the original series. Yeah. You know, because you wonder, it's like, okay, well, for one thing, you start off in New York and then you go, you wind up in London. Yeah. So there's no reason to be in New York, so it's uh, reasonable to believe that J- Agents J and K are still in operation. Well, around, yeah. You know, um, and also there's uh, Agent O, um, Emma, Emma Thompson, who yeah. uh, reprises a role from uh, as Agent O from uh, from Men in Black Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's another bit of connective tissue. See, I saw Men in Black International as like the Rogue One and Solo. Of right, Men in Black. right. Like Rogue One and Solo are in the Star Wars universe. Mm-hmm. They're just tangentially, they're just tangential stories told over here. Mm-hmm. Same with Men in Black International. All of what happens in Men in Black One through Three still exists. Is still over here. Is still happening. Mm-hmm. But this is the story of these two agents doing this thing over here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you want to know what's really funny? I saw both trailers for uh, Men in Black International, and what I loved is you had uh, Liam Neeson as uh, you know, uh, you, you know their uh, their their high office in uh, in Britain, uh, and uh, I got to think of well, that's an awesome actor and stuff like that. But I just I was able to predict without a doubt. I'm like, ah, uh, he's he's gonna he's gonna wind up being the bad guy. You know, I knew this from the trailers, you know, yeah. and uh, that's exactly what wound up happening. But of course, I wasn't disappointed because yeah. uh, it delivered. Sometimes yeah. I think movies do that intentionally. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sometimes they will put out that like they they like the idea that you figured out he was going to be the villain, but then you got the story told you, and you're like, yeah, it's fucking. But, right. uh, but also too, like we we've said multiple times when it comes to that type of trailer and just that in general, or like uh-huh. how we talked about Joker. Yeah. With this group, it's no shock. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, not, as you're like, 
but I'm still going to take that ride. Oh, exactly. I was, I was, I was ready for it. I was willing for it. I'm like, okay, we got Liam Mason. We're not going to waste Liam Mason. He's going to, yeah. Uh, I mean, he's going to be the good. He's going to be really good throughout this entire movie. But he, the twist, he's going to be the bad guy. I was, I was ready for it. And when they delivered, I went, yeah, you son of a gun, you did it. And uh, they also delivered with uh, Pawnee, the little alien yeah. guy. He was hilarious. Voiced by Camille Montbar. Yes, yes, uh, the one from uh, Stuber. The, the Stuber. Yeah. Yeah. So there. So see, he he that ripped he, motherfucker. There you go. So he was. <laughs> He was killing it in that, and uh, but there was there was so much win, and um, I think it's still good enough uh, for the Men in Black franchise to continue because now I've heard that there are talks about throwing a, a, a lot more money to, to, uh, to Tommy Jones and Will Smith to get another Men in Black going, mm-hmm. and to maybe possibly have them cross over with age. I, I don't be... see. I don't see any problem with making Men in Black a universe. I, it, I doesn't, it doesn't. It doesn't need to just be these individual stories. No, I think it can be a universe, uh-huh. man. Like, there's no reason to be like just Will Smith and Tommy Lee Jones. And if you well, think anything different, you're a fucking idiot. Right, it's, right. A, it's a movie about alien police. Yes. Exactly. What the fuck do you want? I well, know, right. <laughs> Also, the thing, too, is I'm happy with International because uh-huh. the alternative I did not want to see. Oh, what was the alternative? 21 Jump Street. Oh! In yeah, Man Black, Black 21 Jump... Okay, yeah. no, no, no. So happy with International. I I'm so glad that they the didn't go anywhere near that. I thought that was some kind of fever pitch that Jonah Hill just kind it of was part of the Sony. Out. It was part of the Sony hacks a couple years back. That oh. it, the crossover, and then they, it was getting close to pulling the trigger, but then finally, luckily, somebody was like, uh, this is... Tatum? Same I think he did, yeah. and it was Good. just like it was going to be fucking Good. stupid. God bless Tatum. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I don't really give. Uh, you know, normally I don't really like the guy, yeah. but you know, thank you, Magic Mike. For now that a lot of now that a lot of NDAs involving him have expired, uh-huh. there's all been a lot of stuff that's coming about him trying to control his career, but it got out of his hands. Like he absolutely 100 percent did not want to do GI Joe. Oh really? Straight out fucking refused. He was like, I do not want anything to do with this movie. They're like, we have you under contract. You're doing oh, it. God. And he had to do it. Yeah. He has tried to control his career so much, but because he signed really shitty contracts at the beginning of his career, mm-hmm. he got put into the position that he's in. But he's actually... He's getting there. He's he, getting he, to... He's getting his career back the way he wants. Oh, good. He wants to be a character actor. He wants to be someone of prestige oh, and things nice. like that. But because he was a pretty face and signed a bad contract, mm-hmm. we got stuck with him doing all these shitty movies in the beginning of his career. But he's actually... I mean, to, to turn around and go and do something like This is the End, yeah. where he was playing a sex slave, like, uh, that's hilarious. Well, yeah. But also, to the story behind Magic Mike, mm-hmm. even, is something that give, gave him an opportunity to actually do something with substance, because oh, yeah. he was, I forget which uh, Sonnenberg movie he was doing, mm-hmm. but he was telling Steven Sonnenberg about his life as a uh, male stripper, stripper, and Sonnenberg was like, let's do that as a movie, and that gave us Magic Mike. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, there you go. so now That's... we are at your number five. My number five. Is, I'm going to keep it brief because I have a feeling it's uh, much higher on some other people's lists. Uh-huh. Maybe uh, number one on someone's list. Oh, of course. Here we go. Uh, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, okay. it's a number one. Yeah, well, no. Sorry, spoiler. That's okay. He's, he's, he's got my number one, too, so go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah. I'm going to keep it brief because we're going to probably dissect we're going to a little. Get to it, yeah. But also, too, in the coming months, we're going to be doing a full month of Star Wars stuff too. Yeah. Just kind of wrap up the saga yeah. and everything like that. But to just keep mine abbreviated for right now, it, okay. it was a perfect close. It was the best way they could ever close that saga. Mm-hmm. They gave everybody their due, and they gave hey, they gave the Wookiees due. Yeah, <laughs> they gave them a medal. Yep, and. 
the, the their ability to be able to have Carrie in there and have her as such a substance character mm-hmm. and gave her a closing mm-hmm. that she deserved. Even with so much time that has passed since her passing, mm-hmm. it was beautiful. And J.J. Abrams deserves a lot of credit for being able to pull it off properly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be my two cents for right now on The Rise of Skywalker. Uh, my number five, again, is another Netflix movie. Um, Velvet Buzzsaw with Jake Gyllenhaal. I regret not watching that yet. That is an, a great... It, it, it looks like it's twisted it's, as fuck. It's twisted, it's trippy, it's weird, and it's a, such a weird role for Gyllenhaal, and you're watching him play this, and you're like, this is fucking... Are you doing this? Is this you? Are we seeing... Is there going to be a twist with it? Like, are you going to change personas? He doesn't. He's the same guy from the beginning to the end. It's just such a weird movie that when you're done with it, you're like, what the fuck? Did I... Did I... Did that just happen? It takes about two hours to process what you watch before you realize, oh my god, that's fucking brilliant. Is it the same filmmaker of Nightcrawler? I can't say. Okay, so I won't go on to that. <laughs> but he, he like he did a weird role with Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler, yeah. Definitely was an out there role. I, it, like, I still remember watching thing like I really would love to see Jake Gyllenhaal in a horror movie aspect, like a psycho and everything, but then realizing as I'm watching Nightcrawler, like, no, I'm watching it right now. Yeah, what you're the fuck watching the Norman Bates version of Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. so, Absolutely. yeah. No, that, the, I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal, at his core, at his root, is a character actor. But he, I didn't profess my love to Jake Gyllenhaal in person like some people in this room I fuck it I love Jake Gyllenhaal <laughs> I'll still say it and I, I didn't it. chase down his car though that was the other girl well, but at I least saw you Rupert. didn't stare at him while fucking working with him that's true <laughs> so yeah and well and none of you guys had his bodyguard looking at you like get your boy to shut up or I'm gonna break you as a warning shot oh <laughs> boy I I, I uh, Jake Gyllenhaal has is and has always been my favorite actor. The He's a damn good actor. You know, every other actor for me kind of falls down below that role, except for Rami Malek. My oh, yeah. two favorite actors very equally are Rami Malek and Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal, from the get-go for me, from the first time I saw him on October Sky, to Donnie Darko, to Highway, to fucking Jarhead, you know, which yeah. which is personal to this room. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, I, 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 I fucking love Jake Gyllenhaal. And mm-hmm. to take this, this role that very probably should have been played by a less caliber actor, a smaller actor, someone who can play a creepy character. To take that and then just transform himself was amazing. The problem that I had with and the reason why it's at my number five and not kind of higher up the list, one, there are other movies that are above it just because you have to have ones above others. The movie almost, for lack of a better term, did some things just to do them. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. sort of, like, the story led to it, and you're like, okay, well, I guess that makes sense. But, like, it didn't have to be told that. Like, the story went the way it went because it feels like they wrote themselves into a corner. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the best way to explain it. They wrote themselves into a corner and didn't know what to do. Great movie. Sort of a hard payoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'll just pull pull one out since I'm down to three movies, so I'll pull another one out. Um, I kind of liked the Maleficent sequel. Yeah, how was that? It was pretty good. You know, for a movie, uh, I thought it would be, feel like very cheap, especially coming uh, so long after 
the first film. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was just going to feel really bad. Like it wasn't going to tie in too well. Like it was like certain things would have been retconned. Like maybe about her origin or something. Yeah. Like that. Or. Uh, but, but it no, continued it, the story. It continued the story from the first one just fine, uh, while staying in its own uh, world separate from the animated universe. And that that's my next question too. Yeah. Um, with Disney and the world of live remakes and everything, could this sequel and like the original Maleficent, I haven't seen either, unfortunately. Go ahead. Um, could this be leading to a live action Sleeping Beauty? Well, well we've already got that pretty much. Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, the yeah, the yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah it was. That, see, that's where, where uh, okay, so Maleficent was kind of in the line of that. About thirty oh. percent of Maleficent's story is the story of Sleeping Beauty told tangentially. Okay. Yeah. D- yeah. Different, oh, okay. Different, oh, okay. Different like, take through her point of view. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was kind of thinking. Like, are they because, like I said, I haven't seen either. I think it's the way. I think it's a smart way of doing the live action ones. Considering like uh, Aladdin, I did not like Aladdin, and I did not like The Lion King, and I haven't seen The Lion King, but I don't need to see it to know that I don't like it. Uh, same thing with Lady and the Tramp. You're I'm not like, missing much with Lion King. I mean, I, I mean, it's. It, I mean, it makes sense to take a story that we know in an anime. Made a version. If you want to make it live action, tell it from uh, a different viewpoint, a different perspective, yeah. different time. At least we'll have change, that. Yeah. like change Ooh. the change the the, skew the DNA a little bit. A little bit. Yeah, like, well, like with Aladdin, like in the original cartoon, it was the um, the shopkeep that was telling the story in the beginning, mm-hmm. and reveal at the end that it's him. Yeah. At least with Aladdin, the live action one, they were like, okay, people are going to know we're going to call this shot. So they started it with Will as human. Yes. And started it with him telling his kids the story of how he can be, which is like, okay, that mm-hmm. I can I can go with. Well, but was, the, the thing with The Lion King for me, though, was uh, it was it was just the movie. It was the cartoon. It yeah. was, and it was, like, the same thing that's... Yeah, the thing that saved it for me was Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner just seeing how they did their own take on those beloved comedic characters. Right. I think the thing that's hurting the live-action movies, in my opinion, not necessarily because they're just rehashing old stories and all that other... Whatever. You can just... Whatever. Work that in however you want to. Oh, no, I, I, I think I, what's hurting them is the rapid-fire succession yes. which they're coming out. That's... Yeah, that's... that's it's a little too much like, too fast. Boom, 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 well, boom, it's like, like me talking about Dumbo. Yeah. Like... It, I think that was in the barrage of the live action. That was the Beauty and the Beast, and, Dumbo, and, and I'm I'm like wanting to avoid Dumbo with all costs. But then I sit down and actually watch it. I'm like, oh my god, this was freaking there was good. A reason, there was see, a, there's the execution. That's good execution there. Yeah. There's a reason why the Disney animated movies were one every two years. Yeah. You know, one it was how long it took to make them because back then it was all hand drawn, so it took yeah. nine years to make a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but two, you didn't want to s- saturate the market. Mm-mm. But now in this, the market is such. Well, yeah, because the market has changed. Everything is about the next thing. Binge watching, binge <coughs> watching, binge watching. Mm-hmm. So it's literally about what is next. You pe- like for the fact that people will sit down and watch a movie, wondering if there's going to be a sequel for that movie before they even watch it. Exactly. Like that. So the market has changed. That Disney has no choice but to go. Hey, by the way, here's. Aladdin, Lion King, Dumbo, just fucking swallow it. Give as, us your money. As much a Monopoly, the home game. As much as I dug Aladdin live action, the biggest memory for me for was the earthquake during the movie. Not there. We'll have a full episode on us ripping those things apart. Sure. Yeah. I have to watch one of them in order to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but to go on to my I'm number four. Yeah, we're number, four. To, we're yeah, number four. Yeah, you're number four. Knives Out. 
the Daniel Craig, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> so I won't dive too deep into it for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, please don't spoil it. It was so damn good. Yeah? It was a good whodunit. Where, yeah. like, for even me, I was able to kind of pinpoint, like, what was going on. But when everything was revealed, I was like, oh, shit. Oh. <laughs> and, it, like, Daniel Craig's character, the Southern Fried Detective, basically. Which is really weird to see Daniel Craig doing a Southern Cajun accent. Yeah. I love them. And by the end, I was like, oh, my God, please give me a franchise with this dude. Yeah. I, I want I want freaking Agatha Christie-style mysteries with this I, guy. I actually, yeah, I think I think the world, I think those uh, well, those, mis- those mysteries need to make a comeback. We are getting a sequel to uh, uh, Death on Your Express yeah, this year. Yeah. The, uh, Death on the Nile or Curse of the Nile. Or? Something like that, yeah. And that oh, one was amazing, Murder too. on the Orient Express? Murder yeah, the, yeah, yeah you need a sequel. We're getting a sequel to that. But, now, I but to leave, it, leave Knives Out, so I'm not giving any spoilers. That we are getting a sequel with Daniel Craig's character. It's not going to be a Knife Out sequel, but it's going to be him continuing. It's his universe. His universe, in he, which I fucking love. I like that. I dig it. Now, coming from the guy who's watched the most film noir, most mystery movies in this room, mm-hmm. I absolutely think that we are on the precipice of a time in our world where these hard-boiled detective, mystery, Sherlock, not Sherlock Holmes characters, but Sherlock Holmes-style stories can come back. Well, why not? It's we the all, 20s. Ex- well, yeah, okay, yeah. there you go. <laughs> but but if, if, I will say, if, if, if streaming services have showed us anything, it's to show that, that sometimes these stories can be told again. Look at something like Pinky Blinders. You know, that, as a movie, wouldn't have worked five years ago. Put it on Netflix. It's gone on four and a half, almost five seasons now. But also, too, you know, look at the Sherlock Holmes with uh, Robert Downey Jr. Great uh, fucking movies. Honestly, yes, I are. like his Sherlock Holmes more than Iron Man. I fucking love uh-huh. Iron Man. Yeah, yeah, I absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I no, I think his Sherlock Holmes. Holmes. Yeah, yes. and the yeah. third one is in the works. Yeah, good. It's finally in the works. Good, finally. good. Okay, so going into my number four. Yes. <laughs> now, you guys have heard all of my other one. Mostly horror movies, right? Yeah, yeah right? Very, You're like, oh, that's Doug, yeah. Okay, so this one's going to come completely out of fucking... Oh, I love it, go ahead. Midway. Uh, oh, I was about to say Missing Link? Yeah, for, like... <laughs> missing Link? The... Like, okay, like, I... Yeah, because of likely a movie for me is going to be an animated movie. Well, that was supposed to be pretty good, though, but this is the yeah. Roland Emmerich, like, yeah, the 2012 the guy, the Independence Day. Is it a Destruction guy, Derby, though? When you, yeah. Uh, for, for a Roland Emmerich movie... Not as much destruction. There's Good. a lot of destruction because there are ships being blown up and it's a war Battle movie. Midway. Yeah, but it is more story-based than most norm- what is normally a Roland Emmerich movie. That's good. It does. It is a very small story. It's very self-contained yeah. because it's literally just from this day that this happens to the day. The, the story starts the day Pearl Harbor gets bombed and the story ends the day that we defeat the Japanese in the Midway Bay. That's Ooh. it. Oh, wow. Ooh, that's that's nice. It. Does that, that mean it. you can watch Pearl Harbor and then watch Midway? No. No. That's not how no, it because works? that means you have to watch Pearl Harbor. Yeah, don't oh. do that to yourself. Oh, okay. <laughs> no. So it doesn't mesh, huh? Okay. No, it doesn't, it doesn't mesh because Pearl Harbor is essentially the Elseworlds story of the World War II. Oh, I know. Michael Bay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, uh, there is no there is no love force love angle. Uh, no Affleck. There is no, like... <laughs> You know that they they took liberties with one particular character storyline, in as much as they changed where he was, like from where he was from, 
and they change aspects of his family storyline. The guy himself is a real person. It is the character played by Joe Jonas, who for me was the breakout in the movie. Ah, Joe cool. Jonas was amazing in that movie, which is really weird for me to compliment a Jonas brother, but I'm going to do it. Joe Jonas is the one to go with. Um, the least crazy of the yeah, family. That's cool. Um, but it, it's he, they changed the storyline a bit. He was from Michigan, they made him from New York. And they told a story about his uncle that never really happened. Okay. Other than that, most of what was told is pretty factual to what actually happened. Um, it's a beautifully shot movie. It's a very well-told That's story. That's the one good awesome. thing about Roland Emmerich, though, too. Yes, he, 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 he likes to shot. blow shit up. But well, he knows how to shoot. Oh, well, yeah, he knows how to make it look amazing. His yeah. landscaping shots are excellent. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the thing the thing I will give this movie as a, as a credit to the movie itself, it had the potential, because being a Roland Emmerich movie, being a World War II movie, being a you know, war movie, it had the potential to be this, like... Of like this crazy epic of a movie and blah, blah, blah. and it was even advertised as such. Yeah, and that's the thing that kind of threw me so off. So when it. you go into it, mm-hmm. the advertising it it was literally like it was it was the equivalent of a jock like bragging that his penis was ten inches when it's actually seven. This movie, <laughs> this movie was supposed to be this grand epic like war. No, it was reality. It was just a story of these guys defeating the Japanese. I want to see that on the DVD cover of Midway. <laughs> it's supposed to be 10 inches. is actually seven. I will blow your box office away. Exactly. Okay, yeah. like, like that. Okay. That was the thing. Is it, was, it, was, it was being advertised as this crazy Roland and Rick War movie. That's cool. When it really kind of wasn't. And almost could have been, almost if you didn't know it was Roland and Rick, you wouldn't think it was a Roland and Rick movie. You go into 2012 or Day After Tomorrow or, 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 or things like that, and you see those movies, and you're like, that's Roland Emmerich because he's destroying the world. Yeah, disaster flip. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's, that's his thing. Yeah, that's his thing. Disaster this, porn. This was not that movie. It was, I, it, I, I didn't know it was a Roland Emmerich movie. I wouldn't have thought it was a Roland Emmerich movie. I almost, I almost would have put it as Steven Spielberg on a budget. There you go. Nice. Like, that's the thing. Like, it could have been a Steven Spielberg movie if he had shot it on a budget. Cool. Yeah, I like I like that. It right could have been Dunkirk. Okay. It was yeah. the wall. It was the Walmart brand. It was the Walmart brand of Steven Spielberg. Cool. Nice. Yeah. So Phil, your third. Uh, my third was um, uh, Pet Cemetery. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Oh, God. Like, what are yours? <laughs> we were talking about it. In the car. <laughs> you guys were talking about it in the car. Oh, oh that, great. Was, that was a completely I, off. Cool. There's what a, happened? There's a whole story with this. Okay. Uh, all of you, you want to hear the story? Yeah, I want to hear the story. Do you want to tell her? Uh, I'll tell him. Okay. Oh, okay. So. I'm in London. Yeah. And my plan for when I got home from London, uh-huh. I was going to have therapy that day just to kind of get myself re acclimated to reality. Spoiler <laughs> warning: I'm an asshole in this story. <laughs> All right. Um. Okay. And my plan was to go to therapy. Then I was going to go get something to eat and then go see Shazam. Oh. 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 Okay. I text him, pointing over to Doug on an audio podcast. Uh-huh. And I think you asked me, like, what my plans were when I got home. I'm like, uh, no, I'm going to have therapy. Go get some meat and we'll go see Shazam. He's like, can you wait and see Shazam? I want you to go see it with me and my dad. I'm like, yeah, I will. <laughs> I dug the original more. Oh, the original uh, Pet Cemetery. Okay. I, mean, uh, I mean, there are some other tangents. There, there, there are some, some other tangents of the story that well, like, make your day to be bad. We're not going to get into it. But I had a sh- shitty service at Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like life altering shitty service. Yeah, like I have not been back to okay. Buffalo yeah. Wild Wings since. And then uh-huh. to go in and then like be disappointed in the movie, yeah. post your whole like euphoric orgasmic trip to London. Okay. 
Yeah, it, 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 it would paint paint a pet cemetery in a weird way. Yeah, it made it very, which was funny because I loved it when I saw it, uh-huh. and it was almost on my list. But then a bunch of stuff knocked it down that didn't even become an honorable mention anymore. Understood. But it's funny because like it was on my list, then fell off, and then that's the movie between us that like kind of like gave him a shitty day, and it was supposed to be Shazam, which then was my honorable mention. It was just like ah. But for Phil, paint some happy little trees for us when it comes oh, sure, to pet cemetery. Sure. I think I can do that. Maybe I'll, I'll talk. I'll talk it up too. Oh no, I'll, I'll, I'll do it maybe, too because maybe you'll dig the explanation. No, of why yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I love the original more. You yeah. can't touch it because the thing is, um, the first one is about as close as you can get to the novel as you can. Oh yeah. Um, now, so that that's yeah. an aspect I've been meaning to ask you. Yeah. The the remake. Not as close to the change. No, 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 story it changed it completely. Lot. Yeah, and it still, it still didn't grasp it. Okay, but no, 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 it still has not. It, so the, yeah. the kids marching around had nothing to do with no. the book. Wow. No, 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 though that was all trailer fodder. Oh fuck! Believe okay. it or not, that was all uh, for the director to get more to, to get more creepy kids in there. Yeah, to put more. <laughs> Can't have enough creepy kids in the movie. <laughs> that's that's no. I shit you not. That is exactly his logic. <laughs> that was his exact we words. We can't have enough creepy kids. We cannot have enough creepy kids. So he wanted the kids in the masks. Oh god, that sucks. And stuff like that. It was mostly trailer. Um, you know, like I said, for trailer fodder. Yeah. And he just wanted to, you know, uh, play it up. Yeah. Uh, but now, uh, like I said, it, the, the first one is. This, close as you can get and they took some liberties and even Stephen King uh, uh, talked about it. he goes he liked the liberties that they took and you know what's really funny in a fucked up way uh, there's a this uh, this movie has a happier ending than the original because oh, yeah. the it family does. is together yeah yeah <laughs> that's the thing when zombies I, but yeah, yeah, yeah exactly when I look one. at each other I'm like oh it has a happy ending I didn't yeah. remember the original ending when oh, yeah. I saw this one. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I couldn't remember it. So I was like, huh. Well, it ended. That's the same way. The way it ended in the movie is the same way it ended in the book. Is uh, He's playing uh, cards by himself because he's uh, his logic was, you know, it's like uh, his wife just got killed by Gage. Yeah. He had just set Judd's house on fire. Um, and... Uh, He's uh, sitting there playing uh, cards, uh, playing solitaire by himself, waiting for his wife to come home because he buried her in the pet cemetery. Yeah. And the last thing that happens is she comes in and she's got this pus oozing out of her eye and she goes, darling, and they start making out. And the last thing you see is she picks up uh, she picks up a knife and you hear this, The it, it cuts to black and you hear the cleave. You hear like flesh cleaving, you hear him going, no! Oh, wow. And then it ends with the same song. I don't want to be living in a pet cemetery. I like. I gotta admit though, with this one, the new one. Yeah. John Lithgow rocked. Oh, John Lithgow's uh, portrayal was excellent. Character so beloved from the original. It's like, who? How do you fill those shoes of freaking Herman Munster? I couldn't think of anybody better. Yeah. 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 Lithgow's the one to do. Lithgow. He sold it. Yeah, he, he did. He is he is terrific, and the he is pain on his face oh. that he portrayed when he was apologizing for starting all of this. Oh God! The pain in his face because he was just saying, "I just wanted you to have your kid back." Yes, like yeah. I knew better, but I just that pain on his face. Because you were of like, you were just like, oh, you were like, I forgive you, yeah. I forgive you. You just he destroyed did. this family, oh, but he, I forgive when you. He, when he roofied him, and t- when they're having that conversation yep. about the fire, it is. Great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the moment that he has when uh, uh, when uh, 
the girl turns into his wife. Yeah. And there's also a deleted scene there. You know, you can see it in the trailers where, the, you know, you can see like a flashback that was not used. Yeah. And uh, I would uh, if uh, look on YouTube for the additional scenes. Uh, there's the, more. There's more Judd. The Achilles tendon. Oh. Oh God. <sighs> yeah. It got way. It, it got too hyped up. Yeah, I did. The thing is, is that was not bad. Even in relatively terms to horror movies, that was very Yeah, I got to admit, it was It not, got very hyped up. I think why it got hyped up is because people, like, the idea of, like, Achilles tendon cuts really kind of freaks people out. I think the most hardcore, like, horror fan is still squeamish towards Achilles tendon cuts. It is, but it's still awesome. They zoomed in on it, and you know it's coming. Oh, yeah. Because you've seen the original, right? Oh, yeah. But still, they delivered it because she stabs it right through it and then twists it and shit. Yeah, it was... It goes a different way. I think had it not gotten overhyped, it would have gotten, would have looked a lot better, but because it was being uh touted as, like, this crazy, like, thing... Yeah, no, yes. it wasn't. It was actually very practical. It was it very was. well done. It, it was very well shot. It still surprised the heck out of me. Yeah, yeah. no, don't get me it's wrong. It's still it really was great. Yeah. But I, th I feel like the hype of it almost hurt it. Oh, I Like know. what happened with us with Hostel 2. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know, this definitely. whole, this whole, it's the greatest horror film ending of all time. And then you and I walked out of there like, was that the fucking end? Or yeah. what the fuck just happened? And it was just a penis getting cut. Ow. Well, no, it ended with the the head, soccer head game. Well, yeah, I, I think it was the soccer head game, but also happened, did the the, the fact that the girl death. the girl flipping. Right. I think where I think that came out of is I originally we're going completely back to two thousand eight here. Mm -hmm. I think what originally happened was is I think her cutting his penis off and walking out of the room that was the original ending. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't think that tested well with audiences. I don't think so, and so I think Eli that's one of the reasons Eli Roth ended his testing. Yeah. Because so he's like, Fuck I think shit. that's what it was. So this whole has the best horror movie because had it ended on her cutting his penis off and walking out the room, that would have been an amazing ending. Yeah, just us going. Fuck. Yeah. But then they were like, no, kids playing soccer with her head, all this other stuff. It was oh weird. my god. Okay. okay. So, so no, now like... to your number three. Okay. My number three is going to be another abbreviated one because it's another one that's higher on someone else's list. Oh yeah, list. it's my number one. Yeah. Um, but um, we'll when we get to your number one, I want to give you the proper amount of time to enjoy your number one. And I'm going to be in in the mix on that too. Like because, what we did with Star Wars. Yeah. All right. Uh, because my number three is Avengers Endgame. Okay. The the ending of the Infinity Saga, so many aspects to it that just are so perfect. It was it was a twenty year. No, not 20. Not 21 movies. Oh, 21 yeah. movies. 10 years. 10 years, yeah. 10 years, uh, 21 Climaxing to this, where it's just like, holy fuck. Yeah. Um, the one thing I will discuss for this part, because we'll, I know we'll probably discuss more with yours, is yeah. when Cat picks up the hammer. Mm -hmm. oh, there are so yeah. many... More into that. There's so many aspects of that movie where... Oh. I was hoping nobody gets spoiled on it. I know... Spoilers within this grouper is kind of like there's different camps and everything. Uh -huh. It was a given people were gonna die. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was more like I if people wanted to go in blind, I was hoping that they could. The one thing I was venomous about and I was like willing to have assault charges pressed against me uh -huh. is if anybody ruined that scene of Cap picking up the hammer. Yes. Right, because you, you, know, you went into it with, like, look, we all know somebody's going to die, and it makes sense that it's Tony Stark, so, like, that that you didn't care got spoiled, but, like, you, it was more important for you for the Cap hammer scene. Yeah, because I didn't know about it. Like, yeah. as soon as, as soon as it happened where Thanos gets hit, and they're both, like, Thor's here, who the fuck has it? I'm getting goosebumps talking and about then, it right oh, now. Oh, I know, I know. <laughs> and, then when, and then it goes and he catches it. And, and, that, and, and then he's a little shot. 
Oh, yeah, it was great. And then with the music playing in the background, and then he starts twirling it and charging oh, yeah. towards him. It was like, yeah. To me, and it's another thing that's going to we'll, be. We'll, 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 it's yeah. another thing that's going to pop up on the Nowhere site yeah. within this next year is an idea of uh, uh, article entitled "The Greatest Scenes Ever This Week." It was one of the greatest things. To uh, me, honestly, it is the greatest comic book scene ever. It is, especially building up with the ten years and twenty yeah, movies, and especially just that slight throwaway joke in Ultron. Yes. Where he does move it a little bit, and Thor's like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And especially when he reacts, he goes, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. And it's just, oh, God, I'll leave it at that. I will. No, we'll, we'll go back to that. But we're going to be going back because we'll go there's right a lot of aspects that. there. So my number three um, is, one of the, is, is definitely a movie that has gone completely under the radar. Like, for the most part, you pretty much throw a rock, and you're not going to hit a person who's seen this movie. Uh, Bloodline. Uh, and I forgot about this too. Yeah, see, when I told you about it, you were like, "What's Bloodline?" Again? Was on the list. And then yeah. you were reminded. You you remember what Bloodline is, or do you even know what Bloodline is? Tell me what Bloodline is. Bloodline. It, Bloodline is a psychological horror movie. I, I I hate to use the term thriller. I think that's a bullshit term. It's a psychological horror movie. I like thriller, but go ahead. See, it's a psych. Okay, for you, psychological thriller. Okay. Um, it's a fucking horror movie. Um, <laughs> it's it's okay. a psychological horror movie about a guidance high school guidance counselor, young high school guidance counselor. His wife has a baby, and it's a very rocky uh, like time at home with the baby. Right. Baby's not feeding, things like that. And as he's losing sleep, it starts to unlock this dark past that he has, and. The trailer. If you watch the trailer, you you know this happens. He's a killer. Oh. It's in a vein of Dexter. Yeah, it's it's a Dexter. Yeah, it's a very Dexterish kind of kind of storyline. He uh, he targets you know evil parents. Oh. Um, or caretakers. Yeah, or caretaker guardians, relatives. Well, the key like that. thing is also too. Who is the lead? Sean William Scott from American Pie. Oh. Yeah. So you're seeing Stifler playing this fucking charming ass. Creepy sociopath. I didn't know he had it in him. Okay, I got. I it. didn't no, either. You, I, 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 if you buy this movie, uh-huh. digi- I'll only give you the digital price on this. If you buy this movie digitally, five ninety nine, okay. and you do not like it, I will give you your money back. That's fine. Personally, yeah. I will give you your six dollars back. That applies to you. That applies to Nick. That applies to Josh. Well, I remember seeing the trailer, and yes. I think I was the one that exposed you to. You the showed me, yeah. And when I first saw that trailer, I was like, "Oh, I'm in." Yeah, it, it I, is. It is amazing, and. Practical. All the effects. Right. 100% practical. Dude, I spent $9 on uh, the Banana Splits movie. Oh, yes. Yeah, so, you know. <laughs> well, that's I still haven't fucking watched. Yeah, but, no, it doesn't matter. It's yours. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> but still, the fact that I haven't fucking watched it. 100% <laughs> practical effects. Right. And glorious horror movie within the last two, three years. Terrific. So good. That's awesome. So fucking good. Thank I cannot you. recommend this movie enough. It should be... My number two or one, but two and one, they're just... You'll understand my number oh, one. You know my number one because it's Star Wars, yeah. I'm looking forward um, to talking about But it. number two, just... There's more two. Are we to our number twos now? Yeah, we're, we're to our, our number, number twos. twos, yeah. Do you want to do your number two? Do, oh, yeah, do you want to do me. your number two in front of us? I'll just, I'll just drop my deuce right now right, in the room. Okay, so my number two is Glass. Had it a Star Wars movie not come out? It's probably... It would have been my number one. This movie was fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. And goes back for me. I saw Unbreakable in the theaters. Yeah. First fucking day it came out. Loved it. It's right. a comic book movie. It's mm-hmm. in the channel. It was just a fu- 
fucking amazing. It movie. was before its time. Yeah, it easily yeah, before so its great. time. So great, loved it. Super pissed off that they never made a sequel about it. Okay. Hear all these great things about Split. Big James McAvoy fan. Mm-hmm. Go into Split. Love it. Oh, hey, by the way, at the end, we're not bridging the universe. <gasps> Bruce Willis is at the end of Split. Yep. Which means, now, this is part of the Unbreakable storyline. Oh, by the way, third movie, we're putting everything together. And now, Unbreakable and Split, and now Glass are all in the same universe, and it's all the same linear storyline. Uh-huh. Watched fucking Glass... They took the whole thing that James McAvoy did and split and magnified it. Yes. In Split, he only went between about four or five personalities. Mm-hmm. And in this one, he jumped about 14 personalities. Yeah, I think Almost in, all at once. Well, like in interviews and stuff, and depending on, I think, like on different like archive footage of yeah. his illnesses and whatnot. Yeah. Supposedly, it was up to 45 different... There's, 20, there's 23 with a possible 24th being the Beast. Yeah. The but, Beast uh, comes true and splits, so there's 24 identities. There was going to be more uh-huh. that they... There was, they were trying to decide what the 23 personalities were, so M. Night wrote more personalities. Yeah. Of those 45, he chose 23. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm. So, the thing is, though, is, and this is the quote that, for <clears throat> me, solidifies James McAvoy's performance as Kevin... Kevin Wendell Crumb as amazing. Samuel Jackson said, I I love what I do. I think I'm a great actor. A lot of people have told me I'm a great actor. I I, I, I love acting. He goes, for me to turn around and watch James McAvoy go in between all these personalities, literally in front of the camera, one right after the other, after the other, after the other, in the most believable way, gave me goosebumps of one of the most beautiful acting sequences I've ever seen in my entire life. That's cool. Samuel fucking Jackson. Like, like, Jesus, man. Like, to get that complex. But, like, just... McAvoy's portrayal of Kevin in this story, yeah. uh, uh, Kevin Wendell Crumb, and then uh, Bruce Willis coming back, and then they brought back the actor who played his son in Unbreakable. Yes. They don't even act anymore. That was cool. Yeah. They brought him in, yeah. and they brought, brought their storyline, and they didn't just go, oh, well, he's back like now. No, they show that, that they, Bruce they, Willis has been doing this stuff for years. And his yeah. son's yeah. been helping him. Yeah. His yeah. son is his oracle. He yeah, sits nice. on the computer and listens to police scanners and does all this stuff and tells cool. Oh, and they run a, a security company. Security company. company. Yeah. That's cool. Together. Okay, yeah. I'm going yeah. to yeah. I'm gonna have to dive and into this one. Yeah. Cool. Oh my god, it is so good. I am not going to reveal the ending, yeah, well, but they, M. Night makes a choice. with like He makes a hard, definitive a very choice. Hard choice. Okay. Uh, he draws a line in the sand and says, this is the way I'm telling my story. Where it goes from here, we don't know yet. But this is how I want to tell this story. Okay, within oh. the next couple of weeks, I'll, that'll be one of my please, viewings. Very yes, engaging, please. we'll have to talk yeah. about yeah. it. So, oh God, so good. I think it's my deuce? Yep. Yeah, your deuce. Yeah. My deuce. And then, yeah. Okay, uh, my number two for the year, which, if you go back in our past years when we've done these episodes, mm-hmm. my top two are always off the beaten path, because that's me. Like, yeah. we've talked about it before. I I love my mainstream movies and everything, but when it comes to the underground, the the lesser-known movies, yeah, I, I have an affinity for those. Mm-hmm. So my top two are part of that. My number two is A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Yeah. The, what people have, de- de- like, they deemed it the Mr. Rogers movie, but unfortunately, that's a disservice to the movie. Mm-hmm. Because Mr. Rogers is in the movie mm-hmm. and everything, but it's not his story. It's about the reporter. Yeah, it's it. He's a supporting character in this. It's the story of Lloyd, the writer, and everything, his life, and everything, and how getting assigned to do this interview with Mister Rogers 
turned his life completely around because this reporter, the real reporter and the reporter in the movie is this hard-hitting, like, deep, like, vice journalist where he's just diving in these stories. He'll find dirt on people. Yeah. So yeah. his editor's like, no one wants to talk to you. You're doing this assignment. And he's like, who am I talking to? Fred Rogers, the kid show host. And delves into that and his family life and everything like that. And just his world being brightened by the fact that, that I could say, I'm fucking friends with Mr. Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> There's two scenes that are really, really awesome. Um, like the one in the trailer where his wife is laying in bed with him, telling him, like, please, don't ruin my childhood. Don't ruin my childhood. And then later, it, that scene kind of pays off when Fred calls the house. And he knows her name. And he's like, and, oh, hi, Andrea, this is Fred Rogers. And she's like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. And when she hands the phone off to Lloyd, she's like, Mr. Rogers knows my name. <laughs> so cute. But in, especially in the world we live in right now, yeah. where there's so much bullshit, uh, there's so need, much negativity. Yeah. We need more Mr. Rogers in the world, and this movie shows why. And no, yeah. the one thing that I'll wrap it with, because I can wax poetic about this movie for ever mm-hmm. is the way it's filmed and shot it the whole story is wrapped around an episode of mr rogers neighborhood oh yeah the movie starts with tom hanks coming in singing the song putting the, taking off his blazer putting on the sweater doing the shoe thing and everything and talking to the camera talking to his neighbors us in the theater and throughout the movie kind of cuts back and forth and does every aspect of it uh, Mr. McFeely's speedy delivery comes in, brings oh. in a video. They do picture in picture. Oh. And it ends with him doing the closing song. <laughs> that is great. And each time I've seen it so far, mm-hmm. I've done the snap, snap perfectly each time. The first time I saw it, I was with Nick and Kim, and he did the sna- I did the snaps perfectly in tune, and both Kim and Nick were looking at me like, that is did you know that was coming? I'm like, I know the song. <laughs> Which cracks me up, because if you go back to our Halloween episode with, with Phil's oh, Phil story. Yeah. And they, yes. even, they even touch base on the, the rumors. Like, oh. the Lloyd's brother-in-law uh-huh. asked, were you a Navy SEAL? When they were sitting down yeah, with yeah. Miss Rogers, and like, no. He <laughs> just kind of chuckles it off. But there's also one sequence that guts me every time, because it's, it's Fred. It's... He did that in most of his speeches. He did like I want everybody to go silent for one minute. Yeah, and they do that sequence, and he does it, and it kind of goes into a fourth wall break where Tom Fred is looking directly in the camera at everybody in the theater, and you can hear a pin drop in the theater every time. But the first time I saw it, I'm sitting there going, "Well, there's Fred's real wife. There's the guy that was Mr. McFeely in the TV series. There's his son. It was that sequence that gave them a chance to bring everybody from Fred's world into one spot." And God, it was such a good. So almost broke like the fifth wall. Did yeah, you almost. know that he used to pass gas in order to make his wife laugh? Oh God! Yeah, I've <laughs> seen interviews with that lady where yeah. I'm yeah. just like, I want to sit down and yeah. just talk to her. I'd like to pick her brain. Yeah, because she's such <laughs> an awesome lady. And then, well, we've talked about. Oh yeah. The like the dude taking a picture of his ass and yes, Fred giving him a blown up picture of it. Yes. And just <laughs> uh, like I said, it's I could wax poetic about yeah. that damn movie over and over and over and over. It's a good movie. Yeah, it's a beautiful movie. It. I wish it would have got more of a mainstream release. 
It didn't. It didn't seem to get that big of a mainstream release. I think people. Uh, I think people really seem to appreciate it. Though. Oh no, but that's mainstream the thing. Or not? Yeah, no. They, it, that's the thing. It's gone in spare. Yeah. Shake because, like I said, the world kind of sucks right now, and getting mm-hmm. any aspect of Mister Rogers back, I'll, I'll take more. I'll, I'll take it. I like it. Uh, I see your deuce. My deuce would be Godzilla, King of Monsters. Woo! Oh, that's yeah. a that's a one eighty. <laughs> Mister Rogers to Godzilla. Hey. <laughs> Hey, I mean, there's so much that went right with uh, the 2014 Godzilla movie. It's such a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the thing is... Except for the lo- except for the lack of Godzilla in the action Well, no, movie, no, no. Yeah. See, that's the thing. That's where but the Godzilla... slow burn, though. Yeah. The, the slow, slow burn was good. And now Godzilla King, King of Monsters yeah. takes what went wrong yeah. uh, with 2014 and more than makes up with it. This would have gone on my list had I had I actually finished the movie, but I can't get through the movie because me keeps falling asleep. Oh <laughs> my god! And I, and I don't. I'm not one of those guys that just continues to watch. Yeah, you, I'm like, you, no, we're gonna fucking start yeah, over. We're gonna make it through the fucking movie because you know how much I like guts. So just fucking your eyes open. So I gotta ask you this. Yeah. Topic. Okay. <laughs> yeah, how far into it of the movie are you? Um. I have, have Ghidra yeah. uh, and Godzilla fought. The first time. Yeah. Okay. The first time. All right. We haven't, okay, you haven't, go, oh, you're going to really dig the ending. Okay, anywho, I'm not going to spoil it for yeah, you. Yeah, no, anyway, I've you, seen, I'm sure you know a lot of I've things. seen a lot of clips from the movie. I, but, I know where, I mean, I know kind of where it's going and what they're setting up for up 20. Watching, yeah. Yeah, and what they're setting up for in 2021. Oh, yeah. yeah. 2021. Yeah. 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 Now, did you grow up watching the rubber uh, the rubber uh, monster f- uh, fight suits? I almost adjacently grew up to them. Okay. My, my, my first ever best friend that I had when I was younger, uh, he was a big fan of them. Mm-hmm. But I... They were never... We weren't allowed, when we went over to his house to play, his mom would never let us watch TV or movies or anything. It was like, you're going to play, you guys are going to do things. So I saw the covers, I saw the toys, Uh I saw magazines. Okay. So I didn't, my first taste with Godzilla was the 97 Broderick. Okay. Which in 97, being being 12 years old when I saw it, I loved it. And I was super high on cough medicine. Not because I was a 12 year old cop. Cough medicine addict, yeah. No, you're I was sick. sick. I remember you telling me that story, <laughs> yeah, and but, I remember telling you then, uh, like the same thing. I'll I'll stick by that. I'm like, it's a guilty pleasure. Oh, it totally is. Now, but I, yeah. but now I have watched more Godzilla as I've gotten older. Okay, going back to Gojira and, um, and so, and I have a fascination with Godzilla. I just don't have the time. Oh, that's what this all what's this, what, all what my life down. boils down to is I don't have the time. No, totally understand. No. So I'm gonna put you in my shoes here. Okay. Uh, you know, as a as a child, every Sunday they would show a Godzilla movie on on TV. Yeah. You know, so I was exposed to it a lot. I know the monsters roars, and of yeah. course I know I, I I know the songs. Yeah. Now when Godzilla came out, you know, in the final in the final fight. You hear the ba 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 ba, and now yeah. if that wasn't enough, then in the middle of the fight you hear that ba na na ba na na ba na na ba na na ba na na. You know this orchestrated music. Yep. And I just went, holy shit! They put it in there. Yep. And it's not corny. It's like epic. And I'm just like, yeah, go go yeah. And then and then you've got that. I even like the rap at the very end. No, oh, nice. The Godzilla. Oh no. 
There goes Tokyo! Gotcha! <laughs> I dig it! You know? See, what I, <laughs> what I like about the, the, the yeah. original Godzilla theme, uh-huh. um, when J.J. Abrams uh, did Cloverfield, uh-huh. um, you know, he very much admitted, this is just the American version of Godzilla. Uh-huh. He goes, we don't have a monster, I wanted a monster. The composer for that movie, Michael Giacchino, knew he had to have an end credit song. And he made the Cloverfield version of the Godzilla theme. Oh, nice. And it is amazing. And it's only available on a random release, like, like almost came out more as a marketing thing CD mm-hmm. and digitally. That is it. There's no... <coughs> there's no mainstream CD of it. Mm-hmm. There's no vinyl. There's no nothing. It's a very obscure song. Right. But has the same notes and connotation and mm-hmm. same uh, orchestrates those same emotions that as the Godzilla. Awesome. But I, I've had the Godzilla yeah. theme as my ringtone on my phone oh, quite, yeah. quite a few times. Uh, again, so. just like with Child's Play, I got the soundtrack because I heard it in the movie. It's like, okay, is there a soundtrack? Oh, hell yeah, there is. You gotta get got it. it. Got the soundtrack, listen to it, get pumped just to hear that new orchestrated version of the Godzilla song. Well, yeah, because didn't they, yeah. they never they never re-recorded the... No theme from the original Gojira, right? No, they no. Could, they remastered it. They, they remastered never re-recorded it. it. Yeah, exactly. So, seeing, hearing this whole new orchestrated version of it, and I'm like, wow, D- Michael Doherty, he he really knows his stuff. Oh, yeah. Michael Doherty is a is yeah. a filmmaker who you can take and put into a huge mm-hmm. sandbox. Right. You know, Trick or Treat. Or, I'm not, sorry, not Trick no, or Treat. No, no. Superman. Superman. Godzilla. Mm-hmm. He is just, he is a, he is a filmmaker who you can go Here's my sandbox. Go play in it. And he goes, okay, but I won't knock over any of your sandcastles. This will yes. stay nice. He delivered. He, yeah. he knows how to make a movie within a sandbox. He yes. certainly does. And the thing is, it, the movie just hit every chord with me. Yeah. And I'm like, this is, I mean, I, di- I didn't think an American Godzilla film could work. Yeah. You know, I thought the only people that could do it would be the Japanese. I'm like, they're the only ones that know their stuff. Yeah. But Michael Doherty, he pays homage to the old Japanese art of it. It feels like it belongs, and I'm really hoping this jumpstart. I know a lot of the stuff is tied up in rights, but we got to get you know release, get there. release those DVDs. They're they're starting the to, I know they're, they're starting, starting to, to, yeah. But I want that mega box set yeah. of the classic, uh, you know, with the guys in the rubber suits and exactly. all that stuff. Exactly. So me now, that stuff. I mean, we've been we've been spoiling and not been spoiling stuff. Uh-huh. So you know, it, it, whatever. I do want to say, I do want to go ahead and reveal though that in 2021 we are finally getting. Godzilla versus Kong. King Kong. Yeah, yes. yeah that is which actually, hopefully they execute it properly. That's, oh, oh, they will. Yes. Oh, there was that. They, they wouldn't have gone into it. If they 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 knew what they're going to do. Yeah. Oh, but uh, since they've had it all prepped out, they do have the re-release of uh, King Kong versus the Godzilla. The original. initial one. Yeah, yeah. They have that both at your Walmart, uh, the Walmart, and uh, I think at your Target. Oh yeah, I believe so. Yeah, yeah. yeah so oh, okay. Yeah, they, so, those are there. So the really the the the, the, the interest is there. Okay, so, so that was your number two. That was my number two. two. Okay, before we dive deep yeah. in our number ones, we have to uh, talk about who's not here. Yes. Yeah. Uh, before we do that, um, like we said, uh, someone's missing from here, and he really, really wanted to be here. He did the work to be here. He yeah. So we got his list, but yeah. before we jump into that, and this is just one of our reminders from what we have started to put in front of our episodes now, and just to let you know, you're not alone if you're having problems. If depression's starting to get to you and everything, say something, talk to people, let them know what's on your mind. You're never alone. Yeah, that's all we know, can say. And, and you, you know, you had said it. You know, times are tough right now. Things are bleak. Don't 
don't feel like you're ever going to fight this fight alone. You know, please, please reach out to somebody. Please reach, reach out, out to out. somebody. Scream out to the void. Get behind one of these microphones and talk hard. Yeah, just mm -hmm. do something. So, okay. But so. for now, let's let's get to Nick's okay. uh, list. So, ironically, Nick's number 10 is Godzilla. Oh, King nice. Great. So, you know, um, his number 9 is Abdominable. Oh, oh, nice. Now, he did tell me, he goes, with Abominable, he, go, he said, not only... <laughs> Is it my favorite animated movie of the year? It is probably one of his favorite animated movies of all time. Nice. It was pretty good. Yeah, I still I mean, need to see it. Somebody, somebody's going to be having me watch it very shortly. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> so, Spider-Man is number eight. Spider-Man Far From Home. Uh, We've so already talked about I that I think he has the same feelings as me. Is like, probably would have been higher if they didn't have that possible yeah. aspect. Well, <laughs> we are going to show tear that up. A, a, a movie none of us talked about. Good. Uh, number seven was The Irishman. Oh! I no we we talked it. about his director. I have no desire to see it. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I, I don't. I don't drink enough. Yeah. Uh, number six, which is actually lower on his list than what I would have expected. Uh, in game. Nice. Oh, so in, okay. So, uh, well, that made his list too. That's yeah. awesome. I would yeah. be very shocked if it wasn't on his list. Okay. I mean, it probably would have made my list had I seen it. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah, we'll be talking uh, it up. Yeah, momentarily. Yeah. yeah. So number five, uh, coming in as top five, Joker. Nice. All right. So, number four, uh, something you mentioned, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Nice. Oh, excellent. So, number three, his number three is your number one. So, we're actually going to hold off saying what yeah, it is. Okay. Yeah, hold off on yeah, that. Yeah, so we're going to hold off saying what it is. Another one that none of us mentioned, and again, probably would have made my list had I seen it, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Is uh, I, saw it, uh, I saw it with him, yeah. honestly. Um, okay. It was one of those that's at the club door going, let me in! Yeah, <laughs> as, as good as it is, it just didn't make that cut. Okay. Uh, and then Taking a dog food can in the face. Shit. Yeah, and then his number one is my number one, which is your number five. five. Uh, it's uh, Rise of Skywalker, which so, we're going to get into Let's go right into now. Yeah, Let's do it right now. Yeah. So thank you, Nick, so much for sending your list. Thanks, and so, segue to Doug's number yeah, one. I know, it's excellent. You did it. You caused us to have a real segue. Inception. All right, All right so let's get into this. Okay. So, that was two segues. I do not care. Okay. That was two segues in the show. I love it. That's the record. For us, hell yeah. Yeah, because we normally never said like. Yeah. So, okay. It is inevitably going to be my number one if a Star Wars movie ever comes out. Yep. And it, so, so that alone explains why it's my number one default. Yeah. It's just going to be. It cannot, it can, it, the world would not exist if I didn't have Star Wars as a number one movie. There is so much to say here. Um, like, but like I said, uh, in the next like month or two, we are going to be doing a right. No, month. I understand. So I'm, I'm trying to pick the finer points of, of what I want to say and sort of just well, kind of give a preview of what I'm going to say later. During, yeah. Okay. So I'll, I'll say it like this: Rise of Skywalker was an amazing movie and was an amazing wrap up with the material it was presented with. Yes. I came out of Last Jedi very happy. I liked it. I thought it was great. I never understood why people were so mad at it. Blah, 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 blah. I defended it. I still defend it. It was a good movie. This, however, this movie, watching this movie, retroactively made me dislike Last Jedi more. Oh, wow. It was, yeah, that's what I was telling that's you about. That's okay. I, I, I never talk bad about Star Wars. I don't. I love Star Wars. I love all Star Wars equally. It, it might as well be William. It's my other child. Yeah. I hear you. You know, um, 
I love Star Wars so much. But, God, man, seeing what they did with Rise of Skywalker, and then knowing the reason that they did things a certain way is because of the choices that Ryan Johnson yeah. made. And then hearing why Ryan Johnson did things a certain way and hearing some of the behind-the-scenes stuff of what came out about Ryan Johnson yeah, really started to put a bad taste in my mouth. And now I kind of go back and I'm like, I don't really like Last Jedi as much as I did when I came out of the theater. Yeah. It's like, I don't put Star Wars movies on a scale. There's oh. no, my favorite Star Wars movie, my least favorite. They're all number ones for me. Oh, I hear you. Yeah. But... It is my, it is my, I love all my children equally, but you are my most annoying child. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's the child that gets on my nerves a I'm little bit. I'm worried about you. You've been drinking. Yeah. 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 You, you don't have the college fund. Yeah. yeah. That's why, fuck, that's what I should have said. You're the one I don't put money away for college. You're for. going to community college. Yeah. You're, have you, you're getting a trade school. Did you bail out, have you had to bail out The Last Jedi again? <laughs> Has he exposed his wiener to the, to the public? Right, exactly, yeah. yeah like, so I, there we go. I, I got called into school for Last Jedi again. <laughs> okay, yeah. okay, so, but there, I mean, there were some great things that Last Jedi did. Uh-huh. I, I really kind of, I really liked the anybody's a Jedi, anybody's, Ray meant nothing. I kind of like that. But within what they told with this story, that she's a Palpatine, and that's why now there's this duality between her and Kylo, and because yeah. there's this, I can't remember what the fuck term they used, uh-huh. but um, they're meant, they're, like, they're two pieces of a force puzzle that, you know, form, like, mega yeah. n- force, <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I love it. And I, I, and you guys can go back and listen because I have before I did this episode. I went back and listened to our Force Awakens Jedi and uh, our Force Awakens trailer analysis and our last Jedi trailer analysis. I have stood by the fact that Kylo should not have gone a redemption arc. I was saying that I, from the very I agree. I am happy with his redemption arc. That I, he got. I think I think they may have. This was the only way they could have redeemed. He, him that's the thing. Capacity. I think, especially with the passing of Carrie. Yeah, I think the idea of a Kylo redemption was brought upon because of Carrie's passing. It's possible, yeah. I, because I, especially I, with that surprise in the movie after everything went down and you hear, "Hey, kid." Yeah, well, I was like, "The fuck?" Yeah, yep, yep, yep. I, I. Well, the thing was, is they said it from the very beginning. Number seven was supposed to be Han, Han's movie. Number eight was supposed to be Luke's movie. Number nine was supposed to be Leia's movie. Yes. Yeah. And then we lost it. Yeah. But so like I said to, earlier, they were able to do hopefully what they wanted. Right. Which, as much as they could. Yeah. The thing is, is not only was nine affected by the death of Carrie Fisher, eight, nine was affected by the decisions that Ryan Johnson made number eight. Uh, I'll go wax political about the whole behind the scenes things when we go. We'll do it later. Oh, absolutely. But go ahead. But I will, I will say, coming out of Rise of Skywalker, there was not... Any other way that I would have liked the series to end, given the material I was given. If I wanted to headcanon it or retell the story in my head, yeah, there's a million different ways that they could have gone. Would I love to have seen the Anakin Force Ghost? Fuck yes, because Hayden Christensen's the Anakin Skywalker is my favorite fucking Star Wars character. Mm-hmm. But the whole, like, montage of Jedi voices that we got with Samuel Jackson ending Kill That Motherfucker. I wish they would have dropped that in there. Including the different uh, ones from the cartoons. Yeah, they even went into the cartoons. They got got Ava Sakura, Ahsoka, Luminari and Dolly. Given the material that J.J. Abrams was presented, this Mm -hmm. sandbox that he got to go back into and saw what sand was in front of him, the movie is as perfect as it could be. Yeah, totally agree. 
Which is why it's also my number one. Because it's not just because it's a Star Wars movie. It was probably, to me, the most perfect movie of the year. And you're not going to please everybody. There are a lot of people coming out who hated Rise of Skywalker. Uh You're not going to please everybody. No. You pleased me. At the end of the day... That's what matters. That's all that fucking matters. That is Star Wars. It it may have been low on my list, but still, it pleased me. And I... the main reason it was five on my list is I had to make sure, like, no, I had to give this proper credit mm-hmm. it deserved. Yeah. Because I wasn't going to be considered in the that group, like, no, I shouldn't be in my top five because they didn't. No. They closed that movie for me perfectly. And, like, mm-hmm. reiterating what you said, they did what they could with what they had and gave me the closing. And my favorite, my favorite moment of this. the sequel trilogy came out of this movie. Okay. It's the moment where Ray reaches behind her back to put the lightsaber behind her to force pass it, which is really weird, uh, force pass it to Kylo. And then he, ha- he turns on the lightsaber around the Knights of Ren, and then he does that little, like, hand move, very reminiscent of Han. You, put, you take the moment from Return of the Jedi when he's standing in front of the Yavin Ford, or the, the moon of Endor base, and he's kind of shrugging his shoulders like, yeah, we got you. Same thing. You put those two scenes right next to each other, it's practically the same. Yeah, and it's, it per, it's beautiful. It's a it was great night. Beautiful, yeah. Did you like the moment when he apologized to his father? And he yes. Goes, I know. Oh, I you know. got the chills, right? Oh, they, 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 that's what I'm saying, though. Okay. Say. Given the material that J.J. had, there uh-huh. was no other perfect way to tell this story, and I loved everything about it. The only, like, the only negative connotation I said came out of it was the fact that it retroactively made me not like Last Jedi. I have no negative thing to say about Rise of Skywalker. Rise of Skywalker just retroactively made me not like Last Jedi as much. Mm-hmm. But Rise of Skywalker is great, and I can go on for hours, and I will in a month. All right, no problem. I've got to hit you with uh, this one last question. Okay. I think we have this audio. Yeah. Uh, it's like, how do you feel? Remember when we had that uh, conversation? I, I remember I, I posed it to you. Uh, back in our earlier years, I said, are they ever going to make a Star Wars that goes forward, you know, after right, the yeah. original trilogy? You're like, oh, no way. It's not going to happen. Yeah. And look at where we are now. Yeah, now I think, do I think <laughs> they are going to move forward further than this with these characters? Yeah. No. no. I don't. No, I, no, I think it's closing. I think, I think, I think the saga's closed. I but. think Disney real, I think Disney has finally realized, like, look, like, we... Whether people liked it or not, there was a subcomponent of people who didn't uh-huh. like it. Let's just let it go. It's done. Well, let's start doing our one shots. Put our yeah. Create our one shots. Create another trilogy with another timeline, another set of characters. But at right. no point should these characters. As much as I would love more Poe stories, because uh-huh. I love Poe. Yeah. As much as I would, you know, love to see new race or I, I love these and characters. And see how Finn would roll with his Jedi. Right. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because he's force sensitive. As much as I would love that, I think that at this point, Disney should take the Skywalker well, Saga, put it in a box, put it to bed, wrap it up, give it a nice little pillow, put it on the shelf and let it sleep for the rest of the day. Or bury it in the sand. Or bury it, bury it, well, bury it on the Lars homestead. Yeah. Is the Life Day special canon? No. Okay. Holiday special is not canon. The only aspect okay. of holiday special that is canon is Chewie's wife and son. There you go. But, and, put in but also, too, when it comes to the holiday special, listen out for later this year. All right. Possible commentary. Oh, <laughs> nice! But if ever wants to do a new holiday special, nice, nice. All right, uh, let's hear your one since we already know what your number one oh, is. Oh yeah, my so number we've one. Dropped it, we've dropped our, our deuces. Let's hear your peepees. Okay, well, okay. So my peepee is in game. 
Endgame. I, I love how you, <laughs> you said that. You like uh, oh, God. Any, uh, it's like Endgame. Yeah. yeah damn. It was just the it, perfect, it was the perfect conclusion to the 21, uh, to the 20... Uh, one movies. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's just no better way to say it. Uh, it wrapped everything up, and like I said, I look forward to them trying to keep them uh, keep the the ball rolling. You know, to try to start off the next saga. Yeah. You know, especially if Spider Man's at the helm, because I think that's the way that, it that's should have been. But the fact that they went this far with uh, what would have been at the time a C list superhero and made him positively A list, and Iron Man's like. Well, yeah, I mean, he's just, well, yeah, yeah. He was, he was, his comic book didn't sell for shit back then. But also, too, remember when Iron Man, the first Iron Man movie came out, yep. and he was like, the dude from Swingers is directing the Iron Man movie? Yes, yeah. yes. Well, the, dude Swing, the dude from Swingers is directing the Iron Man movie starring Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Jr. Aren't they saying, wait a minute, the director of Elf yeah. is directing Iron Man. But yeah. then also, There's too, look at where Robert Downey Jr. was back in that time. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, if I remember correctly, John Favreau put up his own money to insure Robert insurance. Yeah. 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 And 21 movies later, 10 years Mm-hmm. Down the road, billions, billions, oh, and Robert God. Downey Jr. Billions. can do whatever the hell. He, Robert Downey Jr. is literally saving the world now by all yes. of his freaking environmental. Well, he stuff. is freaking Tony Stark. Yeah, he says it's the closest thing that he's ever going to be to being a trust fund child. Yeah, and the thing is, he deserves this com- did, comeback he, in his career. He's had three comebacks, and this is a big one. This is, this and I'm is, glad he can write his own ticket. Now let me yeah. now let me yeah. ask you guys this. Sure, me, sure. As, as someone who is very far behind in the Marvel movies. That's fine. And everything else. Everybody, I know it all comes back to Iron Man in the beginning, you know, with with John Favreau doing. But do you guys think the movies would have taken off as far as they had if they didn't trickle in Caps and Thor when they did? No, they would have. They did it properly. No, they. Yeah, no, uh, it it, it wouldn't have happened as organically. Even with the the like the pre production hell that. Iron Man was in mm-hmm. before when it was getting developed, and that Tom Cruise was originally yeah. pegged to play Iron Man. I don't think we'd have been where we were. No, the fact Favreau's direction and Robert Downey Jr. playing Iron Man—that was the perfect storm. And Kevin Feige uh-huh. knew from that going like, we can pull the trigger, we can do this now. Oh yeah, and okay. being able to do all that was perfect for them. And I've said in the past, we have audio of it. DC should have never been chasing it. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. They oh, should yeah. have done their own deal because. Oh, yeah. And as the DC fan of this group, I 100% agree with you. Because yeah, Mar- Marvel was the lightning in the jar. It was that one in a million. Everything. The planets were aligned yeah. for 21 someone movies, 10 their, years. Someone sold their soul to make this work. They sure did. Someone can't, Satan is getting a soul at the end of this deal. I you know that for a fact. I can't wrap my head around how well that worked. Yeah. The thing is... It's crazy. It is. It is. Because I was checking on it, right? I After the first Avengers movie, I mean, even my mother liked that. The part where the Hulk grabbed Loki and, and just smacked, smacked the, the crap around. out of him. And all that stuff. It's kind of like, oh, wow, that was great. That was fun. I'm like... Okay, they, I'm like it. The universe is gonna tank after this, cause you know what? That's as high as it's gonna be. And God, they so made me eat my words. Well, it made I people ex- yeah. care about Guardians of the Galaxy. Comic no one knew anything about. Oh, Ant-Man. exactly. And all the Captain Marvel, as we were talking about earlier, yeah. people were like Captain Marvel. Okay, sure. But yeah. it was like, okay, I'm in. No, it's good. And then when, uh, oh my God, 
same conversation that I had with you. It's a lot of groundbreaking things. Now, Spider-Man's not going to be in a Marvel. Realistically, Spider-Man's not going to be in a Marvel movie. Then Civil War comes around. He shows up at the end of that third trailer, and I went, holy... You know, it's just... And that's the, that's the thing that really drove me nuts about the whole Sony I know. Marvel thing. It's like, you got money. You are, yes. you are legally putting your own money here. They Why are. end it? I know. And luckily, they rectified that, and we're going to discuss it more later. We definitely will. But and then the also, too, the we're... fact with Endgame, and I'm going to hand it back to you to be able to finish this up. No, the fact Endgame time. was able to take what Infinity War did on that down note of, oh, God, what the hell just happened? Right! And be able to do what they did, and then also to still give you those gut punches of Black Widow and oh freaking God. Iron Man, where it's like, okay, I you can live in this world, You know, normally, what the hell? Normally, there's one that's more superior than the other. When you have a movie, you know, you got your Harry Potters part one and two. You know, it's like Harry Potter, I watched the first one, it's like, God, the first one's so freaking boring. Then you got all the action in the second one. It's very rare. It's like, okay, now, granted, there was a lot of Avenger, uh, action in the uh, uh, Avengers Infinity War, and then it's kind of a slow drizzle in Endgame, but it was necessary, and then it really picks up. Especially for that thing, you know, when all the ba- uh, when all the good guys and bad guys are crashing oh, towards God. each other, it looks like a freaking poster that you put the on the Avengers wall. Assemble. Yes. Oh yeah. His there. I got to talk about that. That moment. We knew it's been coming up, and they even goosebumps it. on me. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> dude, I had goosebumps. You know, re re rewatching him from the very beginning. Right. Yeah. It. You get those trembles all over again. It's just terrific. Okay. Uh, Have you seen the uh, Soul Stone deleted scene? With Iron Man? Yes, I have. I still haven't watched it. You still haven't? Oh, it's... I, I'm, I'm, I know I'm going to cry. You are. Yeah. You, you are, and the thing is, it's good, and the thing is, I, I can understand why they didn't use it, but yet at the same time, it's a shame that it's not. Yeah, I, I, I know what the scene is, and I kind of wish they kind of would have put it at the end of the credits. I, I could have, but you know what? They but it's have... good. It's a good reason not to. Yeah. And I also, also give people to buy Disney+. Yes, Plus. yes, exactly. <laughs> you know what? Buy Disney Plus, and also you know it's going to be uh, the next couple of uh, releases, the next mega Marvel box set. Oh, I'll God, put yeah. it in there. I mean, for Pete's sakes, we've got that one where Samuel L. Jackson teases not only Spider Man but teases the X Men. Yeah. In that alternate, in, in that alternate take. That's so just to throw it out there, the sure. entire runtime of the Infinity Saga huh? is fifty nine hours and seven minutes. Yes. Do you think, given ample preparation time of being able to maybe sleep for a little bit? The night, Dave. Do you think you could do the entire fifty-nine? I was going to do it. Seven minutes in one time. They, well, they, they did the um, AMC. They did. They were going to do it again before Endgame came out, oh, but it was so close. After I got back from London, I money-wise, I could not do it. Yeah, but I, was I tried to do it with Star Wars, and I, I was going to do it. it. But oh, I can oh, do it. oh, oh, to, to to actually take the movie. Sorry, I thought you were talking watching this at home. No, no, no. No, I'm saying watch it at home, but I'm saying. From start to finish, do not stop. 59 hours and 7 minutes. Do you think you could uh-huh. do the entire marathon in two and a half minutes? I did that. Uh, throw in Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., Daredevil. With no sleeper. Uh, but see, this is non-stop, is what I'm saying. Like I'm, say, I'm not saying like... Oh, I'm unfortunately, saying, no. I don't think that's possible. You don't... You couldn't... No, I, I, had, I had to take a nap. <laughs> I'm old, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, dude. I mean, I'm gonna if I go, I'm gonna fall asleep, or I'm not gonna appreciate. I'm gonna go. God, will you just fucking end already? Yeah. No. I so would somebody just snap? And I did. Yeah. It's like, yeah. It's like Jesus. Thanos, could you just 
snap these fuckers out of existence already. <laughs> Get to the fucking time heist already. Right. But no, no. Um, but that whole Af- Avengers Assemble, you know, moment, you know, they teased it in number two. He goes, Avengers? And then it was the uh, ending credits, but everybody was waiting for it. I mean, it's up there with him, you know. The hammer, the, yeah. The hammer. And th- them, the, they're, they're, they're tossing the weapons back and forth, the two god weapons. It's like, here, oh, take the small one. No, 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 no. Yeah. I, I loved that. The okay. whole thing. I, I, I want you guys okay. to spoil something for me real quick. I can do um, that. Because I don't know how long until I see the movie, and I probably won't even remember anyways. Sure. There's something with Hulk that people are kind of upset he about. He becomes Professor Hulk. He, he doesn't fight. No, no he fights! In, in, no, in, in Infinity War, he's become, like, he comes back from Ragnarok, yeah. and since he, was Thor, since he was Hulk for so long, he's been conflicted to actually be able to bust Hulk out. Like, Hulk is like, no, I'm not coming out. Yeah. I saw Thanos. I do not want to mess with that again. And he yeah. also does not want to... Well, the thing is, he they said it in the conversation, you know, he goes, oh, I'm a raging fire, I'm angry, you know, you, yeah. like, you like Banner. He doesn't want to bail Banner out anymore. Yeah, it's... That's it, the thing. So and he's then, staying Hulk. Yeah. It, it, no, 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 no. For Infinity War, he stays Banner, but it's okay. the battle. Mm-hmm. In between Infinity War and Endgame... Five years. Five years, he finds the balance. Okay. He finds the balance to be able to be Hulk, but, but with Banner's brain. brain. Okay. And initially, it was supposed to be an Infinity War, but they decided, no, it, it's too much of a story aspect. We can't do it here. we got to do it in a different way. Okay. And that's the way in, in game he comes as Professor Hulk. Okay, got it. And that's actually comic book canon. The thing is, it's I, I understand, uh, I, I guess, people being a little up on arms with it, but it is actually not that bad. It I works. Mean, it works. It has. It, it It's something that needs to be done. Now, there yeah. is a deleted scene that probably should have been. Yeah, okay, you, showing you know, him out in the world doing oh, his thing. Oh, oh well, that... that, that that was shown, and it was not finished, yeah. and that got some serious hate. But what I'm talking about, there was a there was an awesome concept. Hulk was supposed to pick up Spider-Man, who uh, gets thrown. He throws Spider-Man, and then Spider-Man throws Ant-Man. Oh wow! Yeah, there was supposed to be this. The, it was storyboarded and everything, and yeah. it, it was even in early stages of uh, animation and stuff like that. They just didn't pull the trigger. Did not make it to the, the Russian nesting dolls of superheroes. Yes, yeah, pretty exactly. much. <laughs> there was going to be this part, and I just went. I would have wanted to see that. Yeah. But I think they. But there was so much going on. <clears throat> it's amazing that they did show as much as they did. All right. So we teased what your number one was going to be yeah. a little bit with it being Nick's number three, but I never said what it was. So take us home. Give yeah. us the last number one of 2019. Yeah. And I know we're going to say it in a couple of moments here as we end it. Uh, good Lord, we talked a while. God, this is one of our longest episodes we've done in a long time. Yeah. And so thank you guys. Talk about movies. Yeah. And not, it's, uh, yeah th- this is you, our crack. Thank yes. you guys for, for sticking with us for those of you who stuck it out to the end this was our infinity saga runtime marathon <laughs> yeah exactly so to end it and like i said before when I, before i broke into a beautiful day in the neighborhood my top two my top movies in the past have always been kind of out of left field like one year it was x machina one year it was ready player one this year it's going to be in that same vein because it's jojo rabbit takawatikti's uh, world war ii hitler comedy yeah, <laughs> uh, reimagining a little bit. No, yeah. not really reimagining. It's it's pretty. It's not in a, a glorious bastards um, revision history. It's it's pretty much there. It's a little boy wanting to become a Nazi soldier, but having conflicts in his life. Where, oh, okay. Because his mom is a member of the underground. She's out helping the Jews, helping the Jews, and actually. 
keeping one in the house. Yeah. And uh, Taka is playing the boy's imaginary friend who is uh, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> which he plays Hitler like a freaking Looney Tune character. Yeah, which is and, how Hitler should be portrayed. Exactly, and that's one of the one of the biggest things I loved about this movie, especially like you said with Beautiful Day Neighborhood, how unfortunately the alt right and those little fuckers are like going like this is cool. It's like no, you fuckers need to shut your mouths. And this is kind of in that same vein. It was like the little boy wants to be a Nazi soldier and everything, but also too his heart is still where it's like no, I there's hope in the world there. Yeah, and as the movie progresses and everything. Taka is doing is like, hey, I'm your buddy, I'm your buddy. But as JoJo develops like more thoughts of like this isn't right and everything, Taka kind of de-evolves Hitler into the rhetoric Hitler, mm. making like the screaming, the the propaganda stuff and everything. Where it's like, oh wow, I know where you're going with this yeah. and everything. And then JoJo realizes everything, and then how the landscape of Germany during this time is shown, where like Sam Rockwell's this big uh, captain of the Nazi regime, but he's clearly gay. Yeah. Kind of showing, like, he has to keep this yeah. facade up or he's going to be killed. Yeah. Honestly. And, like, we talked about his mom being part of the underground and everything. So there, it's very much a product of your environment movie. Yeah. Okay. And there's an aspect of his mom which I cannot reveal because yeah. it's such a gut punch to the... Yeah. The story that it's you you have to be punched yeah you have to get a sponge because as much as if it's it's a comedy it's still about world war ii it's still about the holocaust it's yeah. about all this stuff but still knowing that in the darkest of hours yeah if you still have that glimmer of hope mm-hmm. you're good okay that's that's the biggest thing with jojo rabbit and just knowing that looking at hitler and everything and going like you are such you're you're clown shoes dude and that's kind of the way how it wraps up after Jojo learns that Hitler offs himself. Yeah. That's not a spoiler. It's history. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> what are you doing? And Hitler comes back. And he, he gunshot in the head, <laughs> going to Jojo like, did we win? <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it escalates from there. But, yeah, it, the best way to wrap up Jojo Rabbit is, and especially with everything going on in the world today, in the darkest of hours, just keep going for that glimmer of hope. Yeah, and night's always darkest before the dawn. Exactly. There you go. And I recommend it to everybody in this room. I know you have both. Of you guys haven't seen it. I yet. need to see it. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. it's one of those. It's see so it. damn good. I saw it twice. I saw that twice, and I saw Beautiful see, Day I Neighborhood I twice. That and Bloodlines to look forward yeah. to. So. Yeah. But number one for my 2019 is Jojo Rabbit. Nice. So yeah. that's our 2019. Yeah. yeah. So thank you guys, everybody, for sticking with us for this long one. Yeah. We we. We will, we will try to... We'll, we'll rain it. Oh, rain crap. In, you know, in we, we still got to do a back gate. Uh, we still got to do a back gate? We still got to do a Star Wars yeah. overview? We, we, we'll give you fair warning when we got longer episodes going for you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just so that you can... Yeah, we're going to talk oh, a little bit. But I, gonna, I, 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 I think somebody's going to get killed yeah. by me. Yeah. Uh, but until then... Yeah, I know. This has been Josh. This has been Doug. This has been Phil. And you have listened to Nowhere, California.